Fans and welcome. It's to the Lost Arts of Wrestling. It's our WrestleMania 35 review. Hey! WrestleMania, baby, woo! That's what I was expecting. <laughs> well, can we really say woo for this uh, this uh, review? Well, hence Fact why I, 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 I refrained. <laughs> I refrained for a reason. I suggest yes, because this review is going to be amazing. It always is, not to be fair. Oh, we've got a self for late, come on. True, because we are the lost art of wrestling. I'm, of course, your host, Coxie, joined once again by the baddest man, the baddest man, the baddest man on the planet, or should I say, the illest man, the illest man, the illest man on the planet. Drugged up and delivered. <laughs> he is a dazzler. According to these of these predictions, he was. <laughs> <laughs> it's Dolly the Boy Bunkle. How are we doing? I'm better than you, on the sound of things. Yes, I, I am very, very ill. I will be hitting the mute button very, very hard this evening. Because he wants to save me time on editing, so I get this out quick as possible. Absolutely, because he's a, he's, a, he's a thoughtful gentleman, his uh, bunkle. Yes, I am a, the consummate professional. He's just told us about his setup. <laughs> he's... he's... <laughs> <laughs> And for anyone who knows Bunker knows that he's chatting shit. <laughs> With his cloudy apple. Drink it, drinking on the job. I never said that was allowed. I'm drinking, but it's um, lemon cordial. <laughs> See, I'm professional. Bunker's going to piss hot. Hey, <laughs> when you're as talented as me, they don't make you do well on those tests. Yeah, let's, 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 let's yeah. all pretend that Brock Lesnar doesn't piss hot. Yeah. Exactly. And the other voice you can hear, he is a man who is half, half a, man. a man. For fuck's sake. Ah, webcam, although it didn't help. <laughs> it's Paul, the fat guy Flinders. Yes, it's me, it's me, it's TFG, the fat guy. I'm not getting paid, so fuck that company. <laughs> Yeah, um, how are we doing? It's, um, well, how are we days are we off now from WrestleMania? Three it, days. It's been a week. <laughs> it has been a week since we recorded. That just mean it's been a week. Oh, it has been a week. Yes. Hell of a week. So, um, of course, the festive, well, the wrestling Christmas started for me on Thursday with uh, Josh Barnett's Bloodsport. Everywhere. Literally, yeah. I've seen yeah. one match. I've seen one match and it was everywhere. Yeah, I've seen one match and it was uh, let's break out the Kleenex and I will see you in the morning. Yeah. 
it was good. It was it was very very good. Uh, yes, it was. So check it out if you can find it. It's on Fight TV and I think on High Spots. Possibly. I'm not sure about High Spots. Definitely on Fight TV though. It's on Fight TV definitely. I think it's on. It's on one of them places, Smart Mark or something. Aye. Um, I then followed that up with. Uh, what show was it? Friday, Takeover. No, I didn't watch Takeover. I've not watched Takeover yet. Still. Neither have I. I've, I've not. I've, I've not been able to get around to that yet. Neither have I. As this recording, I've not had time to watch it because I've just been busy with either work or life in general. Yeah, it's been it's been a busy one. I've got a backlog of YouTube videos and stuff on Netflix to watch, plus other stuff. Yeah, it's, it's what happens around this time of year, though, because you just get inundated with wrestling, and then all of the stuff seems to get waylaid, because wrestling waylays other bits of wrestling, plus other stuff you like to watch. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm into my motorsport, and I've got the Indy cars from last weekend to watch still, and then there's a Grand Prix coming up this weekend. So, I'm well, backdated. If I remember rightly, I followed it on Friday with some Black Label Pro. Saturday, I believe it was GCW of some sort. I think it was Orange Cassidy show or something else. I can't remember. And then, of course, I watched uh, Joey Janela's Spring Break Part 1. Oh, yes. (laughs) See, I've watched part of it, and it was fucking insane. And it contained, possibly so far, Match of the Weekend. It's... my my current match of the weekend, yes, but that may change depending on what else I've got yet got to see. Yeah. There's um, reports coming about the the ROH Super Show at MSG being uh, spectacular. Let's mm. see. And it's got it's got Bully Ray on it, so I find that hard to believe. But <laughs> so far, I've seen a lot. I've seen a lot of Nick Gage, and I've seen bits of Masato Tanaka, which I'm hopefully going to see more of in the shows I have left. Yes. So. <laughs> Absolutely, but shall we? Can we reveal the um, match of the weekend so far? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, it's a visible man versus invisible stand in a five-star clinic. <laughs> oh, it was amazing. They're <laughs> speaking for amazing. themselves. I don't buy into this because you're wrong. It's it's amazing. It's it, it's it's. Rose it's, Paladin doesn't buy into it. Bunkle really does. Mm. No, I, I don't know. It's probably a, it's probably another topic. I understand why it was funny, but I also I, I pay to actually watch wrestling. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> so. You know, perhaps having wrestlers in the ring would help that. Well, there was. There was one. Maybe it's just, well, you know. I'll tell you what, Bunkle, you didn't have the glasses on. That was the problem. Yeah, you, did, you, you didn't have the... Um... In the ring, you could only see the referee. I think if you went back and watched it with the vision, you'd, you'd see the, a five-star classic. See, I come pretty equipped with this powers because I do wear glasses, so... The ring gear they were wearing was amazing. They had special ring gear on that night. Especially Invisible Stan. Oh, dear. Bunker's like, yeah, I'm not convinced at all by this bullshit. <laughs> no. He's just, he's just wrong. 
Absolutely wrong. As as much as the pay-per-view we watched on Sunday night. But we'll get into that. Yeah. So, of course, Wrestling Christmas came... Sorry, <laughs> I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I think that was Invisible Man just attacked him from behind. Yeah, he just took a chair shot. Just <laughs> rubbing his shoulder now. So he, he, he saw. He must, have took it, he must have took the point of the chair on the shoulder. Trap nerve. <laughs> oh, he's got him in a nerve hole. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think Invisible Star has I think Invisible Star had just farted by that reaction. <laughs> right, WrestleMania, let's get on with it. Hold <laughs> on, you're the talent. I am. So I'm trying to get us to the show that we are reviewing. Yeah, when I try, I get told to fuck off. <laughs> I have never told you to fuck off. <laughs> I try and swerve that way, and I get I get sent back on another tangent somewhere somewhere. So, like the medium of Skype, <laughs> but that's another story. Indeed. <laughs> so, uh, of course, yes. Sunday night was WrestleMania 35, taking place in uh, New York. We think, or they think to think. Nah, yeah. It was in New York, but it wasn't in New York, but it was it's, in New York. Oh, who cares? WrestleMania happened somewhere over there. It's in New Jersey. There you go. It happened somewhere. End of the day. Somewhere where WrestleMania 35 happened and it was in America. At somewhere Ma- on the East Coast. Yeah. With um, 80-odd thousand people watching, apparently. Of course, never yeah. that figure probably like 60,000, no WWE. Yeah, a fuckload of them getting blinded by the lights. Apparently so, yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, considering the set was nothing special as well. I mean, there, were, there was people who somehow were sat behind the big screen, so could only yeah. see half the ring as well. I saw one guy posted about that. Not only sat behind the screen, but with a pillar. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. They got fucking screwed. They go eighty-two thousand two hundred and sixty-five, and it says it says disputed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably because the uh, a thing of their actual figures came out like the past five or six WrestleMania or something. It's like um, this may have like seventy-three thousand something. It's like <laughs> the real figure next to it is like sixty-one thousand. <laughs> So, so what's the rest of them? The rest of them comps or something then, or well, is it just they they just the, made a number up? Well, what WWE counts is they count comps, they count the staff, they count the crew. Oh come on! Mm. And you got to realize as well, a lot of the price, a lot of the t- tickets that get sold are not sold like per se as in like to customers. A lot of them are sold to people like radio stations. Things like that, and they were not not this year, but the year before. Apparently, WWE were really struggling to get tickets out for WrestleMania, so they were selling whole. They were, they were giving away whole fucking rows to radio stations to give away in competitions, Jesus. and they'll count those as numbers. Yeah, exactly. 
As soon as you give that row away, that's it. They're taken, aren't they? It was uh, yeah. Mania 33, I believe it was. Um, mm. When it was like this, it's always like 100,000 people or whatever. And it was like, yeah, if you factor in like all the crew and the staff, the staff for the arena, all that sort of thing, it's like, didn't come close. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, well, that, that, that sheds some light on it and it makes them look even shittier than they are. Wow. As did most of this card. Well, should we start off with the best match first? Are we going to go in order? Yeah, because that sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll go in order and then uh, unless you, we could go in rank, but then it'd be we'd be here a while, like probably away from working back to front. Absolutely. So um, yes, your first match on the pre-show. There was four matches on the kickoff show. Uh, the first match was the cruiserweight for the cruiserweight title. It was Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nice. I think it was a good match. I mean, it's another year where the best matches appeared in the fucking uh, pre-show again for free. Yeah, it's an, it's another year where the cruiserweights have kind of stole the show. Yeah. You no, know, to be fair to them, like unlike what the last few years where it's the stadium's still kind of been filling up. The stadium looked pretty full. Yeah. At least, like from the camera angles they were showing. And so that 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 was good. That kind of shows that people are paying attention to these guys now. You know, they were not they're not sleeping on these matches. At least that's what it said to me. Yeah, it was it was it, it was nice to see. I mean, end of the day, it's still WrestleMania, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's still a WrestleMania match. Okay, you're gonna be sat there for seven and a half bastard hours, but if, if you're, if you're, if yeah, or if not longer, and if you're coming from abroad, say if you're coming here from from the UK, you are going to sit there and do that because it's like, when's the next time you're going to be able to go to WrestleMania? Yeah, exactly. You will, you will take a whole thing. You don't care if you sat there on your own. And there's no one around you. You're going to sit there and you're going to sit there for seven and a half hours. Yeah, you are. But tell you what, this it's worth it to not miss this match, really. Um, no, this will be I, it, sorry, but this will be why it's put on the card this early to get people in the building and get them spending. Uh, I, I, part of me kind of sees your point, but like, I think people are still coming. If you stuck like one of the battle royals on first, I, I still think people come it come to watch it. Um, but. I don't know. It's it's one of them. I can't I can't help but feel that this they still don't truly respect the cruiserweights in the WWE. You know, not not since um, the tournament anyway. And the show's got better since Triple H has kind of took over running it. At least that's that's what you what you hear. And but you know, like you say it. It helps when they put a decent match on first because you do want to go see it. Mm. And, you know, they pulled it off. Tony Nice, victorious. And uh, a local New Yorker as well. So all the better for the home crowd. Absolutely. Um, as good as it was, though, there's no spots to me that stick out. It's just, in general, a really, just really tight, good quality match. 
And if there's anything that stuck out to you guys? Nothing really stuck out. It was, it was, I think it's that thing though of like, um, just it's the first match, so it's like it's almost like the pace setter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but everyone hypes on about Murphy and that, and sort of, I think you guys were shitting on Tony Nice during predictions. Yeah, it was just like a generic, just a generic looking wrestler. Just that one, but that one guy who, uh, you know, called it. Yeah. Or, I can't remember who that was, but. Uh... Yeah, he was. Um... <laughs> I mean, he's a bit of a knobhead sometimes, but... Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm only joking. No, nah, good call on that, co- uh, Adam. Good call. Yeah, everyone else just went and decided, nah, fuck that, fuck Tony Nese, he's, he's a nobody. But but then everyone like, hypes up Buddy uh, Murphy's finish, as well, the, the Murphy's Law. Yeah, and he kicked out of it. Um... um... Yeah, it's, it was a good match, but it was nothing like thinking about it. They could have done it easily, done it on like a Raw, a SmackDown or whatever. They've been given the time. Mm. The, uh, only th- the only thing that sticks out in this match for me was that um, Buddy Murphy got bro- got busted open hard way round his eye, but ice around, around his eyelid or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It looked like like on the top of his orbital bone, so to speak, something like that. Yeah, to me, I don't know if it looked like he caught it coming down on the turnbuckle or something like that. But yeah, I don't, I don't, any, I don't think there's been any anyone's ever been clear on how it actually happened. So fuck knows how it happened, but it happened and it was there. So, but yeah, that's the only thing to me that really sticks out. I do remember really enjoying the match though. Oh yeah, it was decent. Mm. Um, I think I was pretty much still getting over the. Uh... Invisible Man, Invisible Stan. Yes, we were, because we'd watched it moment, momentarily before this match. Well, there was also the second viewing of Barnett Suzuki for me, and first time viewing for you guys. So. Yeah, we was having a cigarette afterwards at this point, so. <laughs> but Bunker was cleaning up. Yeah. <laughs> Only for myself. <laughs> he says that, but Bunker, do you remember the um the, the also about the WrestleMania jizz mopper? Or the Silver Dome Jizz Mopper. He's looking up in the air to go, what? <laughs> yeah, was, you've lost me. There was a... Uh, there was something went on about, I think it was when we, they were watching it here one time, and I think it was WrestleMania 30, and of course, like, Hogan came out. Oh, yeah. Hogan comes out, Austin comes out, Rock comes out, and... It's just like, oh my god, what do I do? <laughs> everywhere. All three of them looked at me for a reaction. Just, like, everywhere, and then we sort of rolled with this joke about the WrestleMania jizz mopper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. So um, yeah, that's the story. But um, yeah, Tony Nice gets the win in uh, ten minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, I felt about his time as well. The first title change of the night. Well, it was going to be a running theme. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll give it, I, as I was going through, I'll give most of these matches a rating. Uh, and I gave this one three out of five. 
And when we say this was match of the night and you're giving a three out of five at WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, it don't bode too well. No. So yeah, three out of five is what I'm giving it. So Um Yeah, I'd say three is about the average. Um yeah, decent, it was a it was a slightly above average match. Decent opener, average, nothing really happened, but yeah. What else can you really add? Yeah. Uh, that's, that sums it up perfectly. It's like the the open of the pre-show. Yeah. Um. So moving on up next, we have got the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, with the winner getting the all-important ovary trophy. Yeah, the the vagina trophy, the menstruation trophy, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Looks uh, like he's been sick after that. Mentioning that word. Oh dear me. Yeah, Bunkle's not well, bless his little cotton socks. He's not been well since the UK takeover. But... No, he hasn't. No, oh, you know, just just slowly dying, but, you know, I am the talent, so I push on and I continue to put out audio gold for everybody. <laughs> but yeah, we are, yeah. Are, we, are, we, are, we, are we using Bunkle's illness as an excuse to talk about this match? It sounds like it because it was garbage. It Your was. garbage. It was I, I will correct you there. It was it was a Jerry Fireball mud flap. <laughs> You're gonna to have to explain this reference to me one day. It's um, an episode of Simpsons with um, the cut to like Ken Brockman doing an interview, where he's like interviewing uh, Bert uh, Bert Reynolds about his new film. And he's, uh, like, uh, he's like, well, I play... <laughs> the film is I play Jerry, Fireball Mudflap. And it's like a race... He's like a fire fireman, like racing fireman or something. All and right. He just finishes with, it's garbage. Pure garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's one way to hype up a, a film. So me and Bugley sort of ran with it this year. It's like, it's garbage. Pure garbage. Yeah. Fucking was that. So yeah, pretty much this match, the majority of them didn't get entrances apart from Asuka and... Naomi, Naomi. in the daylight. Yeah. Yeah. Which looked odd. Not only did it look odd, she tried to slide down the ramp on her knees and didn't slide anywhere and nearly face-planted. Yeah, because she slid partway to her knees gripped and she just nearly went face-first into the floor. If she had gone face-first into the floor and broke her nose, that would have been the most entertaining part of this WrestleMania. Yes, it would have been. It actually would have been. Also, to the fact to mention, this this was also this match heavily featured the the side ramp for the entrances rather than full ramp. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the only came off the side ramp. It was kind of shit, really. Mm. Like they even did like you know that. I don't know. You know they did it last year with the entrances where some people kind of got like weird like images that you could see on the TV that were a lot know, they, they, were they did that a lot this year or what yeah. they did that they did that this year for Asuka but the 3D the big images were at the back near the normal screen and she came out halfway down the ramp it was like 
So they're not even in her entrance, really, are they? You've had to stop looking at her to go look at these things to then go back and look at her. Yeah, that's shit. So, yeah, most of them were. Most of them were. It's, uh, yeah. It makes you wonder if that's why they scaled back on the entrance this year and just had the big screen. Yeah, I think they were yeah. trying to argument. Well, they seem to be doing like, loads of VR stuff, didn't they? Yeah. So... Who's who sat there watching WrestleMania in VR for seven and a half hours? No one. There'll be, there'll be someone somewhere, surely. Yeah, with a massive migraine. It's like rushing. Yeah. yeah, fuck that noise. <laughs> um, yeah, so, so pretty much nothing happens. Uh, bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And uh, Carmella eliminates Sarah Logan to get the win in 10.30. Yeah, they yeah. Did, yeah, they did the stupid spot where she basically went to sleep on the outside, did Carmella, until Sarah Logan ran her own. Yeah, it was crap. Mm. Pure garbage. The only thing it did decently <laughs> was, ele- was elevate Sarah Logan slightly. But she came out that, of it looking okay, but then they made her look thick as pig shit. So it's, you basically just shit on all the work you did throughout the rest of the match. Yeah, pretty much. To somebody that does a seven second dance break and nothing else. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah, I wasn't a fan of this. I gave it a 0.5 because it was fucking, like you say, it was garbage, pure garbage. It was fucking awful. Was... And I heard, I read, I heard a, a review off a different podcast and they absolutely loved this. I was like, what fucking drugs are you on and can I have them? Yeah, I was going to say, anybody who loved this match, please send me your drugs. Send them to me now. All yeah. of the drugs. All of the drugs, because that way we can be that positive, because it was fucking awful. I, couldn't, I didn't like it at all. I, I just find it daft that the winner just gets a trophy. Yeah, it, it should have some importance. Yeah. It should have a title shot, maybe, at Money in the Bank or something, the next pay-per-view, anything. It should do, but it won't. Mm. Uh, see what like the men's battle royal. Like they get, yeah, they get a trophy. Oh, great! Yeah, it's it's nothing. It's like it, it's not like they can even really work it into a storyline. Well, they could in theory, but it's it's not even a, a good thing to look at. It's just ugh. And like someone said, you know, obviously they had the controversy a couple of years ago where they was calling was going to call it the was it the um, oh what the who, who was it who was going to name Fabulous it after Mueller Trophy? Yeah, the Fabius Mueller Mueller one, and then there was a massive kick off about it because obviously Mueller had a, a fucking track history of you know basically you know just being a cunt basically. She was a pimp. Yeah, basically being a pimp, and I don't know who came up with it. I don't know if it was like Sean Waltman or someone like that, but someone said they should rename the women's battle royal after China. I'd be down for that. Read that one. Yeah, I can't say I've read that. To be fair, I'm shocked that they have inducted her as part of DX into the Hall of Fame, because Triple H, for one, had said that would never happen. Uh, it's getting to the point where they need to. They're running out of people, and people. The, the noise, the noise is getting loud. Was was getting louder and louder. Why is China not in the Hall oh. of Fame? 
It's one of them now, though. Like they, um, they can't say she's not in it now. And I think this is pretty much the only way she's going in it. Like they're not going to put her in individually, so she's going in as part of DX. Well, this is it. They can divert the conversations. Like, look, here's China. She was amazing. Remember what she did, right? Let's move on to how amazing uh, Sean Walton was and how amazing Road Dog was. Now, they can, like I say, it's basically essentially shoehorning China in through the through through well, pardon the pub through the back door. Well, it's that, but it's going to be that thing of like people going saying, "When is China going in the Hall of Fame?" It's like she's in it. Yeah, she's in. Yeah, yeah. She's in. It's the same thing they could have done it with... Um, saying that, there was two versions of the Heart Foundation. One, there was the tag team and there was the faction. So, yeah. in theory, they could actually put the Heart Foundation in a second time as the Heart Foundation, but the faction this time, which would have Pillman in and Owen Hart and... Mm. and, um, you know, the, the British Bulldog and all that lot. And then they would be in all together and it stops people arguing saying right because you see every year you see the bulldog petition every single year and i agree you should be in but the wwe can then turn around and go well he's in what the fuck else do you want to be fair i thought they would have put him in as part of the the heart foundation like this year with with uh neidhart and uh and brett yeah, possibly, but like I say, it depends if they're just if they're putting them in as the tag team or the faction. You see, you can't. The thing is, though, again, you can't put the faction in because at the end of the day, Owen Hart's wife is never going to allow you to induct him in any way, shape, or form, whether it's part of the faction, whether it's individually or anything. Never. And to me, though, David Boy should be in his own anyway. Let's be honest. Yeah. If you were going to induct him as part of the faction, you can't leave Owen out. And I think they're doing the right thing by, you know, if they're not going to induct him individually, you don't induct them all. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can't induct him and still leave Owen out. It's It would make you look shitty. Yeah, it's a, it's a rock and hard place on that one when it comes to that, I reckon. Yeah. Yeah, so. Well, what's the next match? Yeah, we'll move on. Uh, Was it Ryder and Hawkins versus a revival at this point? I think it was. Was. So, yeah, so it was Ryder and Hawkins versus a revival yes, for, the, yeah, for the Raw Tag Team Championships. And it wasn't actually that bad a match. <laughs> The partial problem with it with this match is the fact that there is the um, contra- controversy at uh, uh, the Hall of Fame c- ceremony. Oh yes, where um, um, Dash Wilder um, sucker punched the guy that jumped on Bret Hart. Not so much sucker punched. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say sucker punched because he he allegedly said uh, or someone noted, oh the guy was going to try and bite someone, so Dash Wilder just, like went straight in with an uppercut. Just to stop him. Mm. Right. At the end of the day, that guy interjecting himself into the situation and whatever happened to him is his fault and his fault alone. You know, if Dash Wilder's giving him an uppercut so that he stops resisting and they can drag him out easier, everybody should be cool with that. 
yeah, I'm, I'm not saying I'm not cool with that. I think he should have done that, and I don't fault him in any shape or form. And I, if he, if if some asked me my advice on what to do in that situation, I'd tell him do it. Go watch this clip and do exactly that. The problem is with that is you. He's been held down by four people, and the cop sees that. Um. It, what sort of happened? I mean, I'm not saying he's wrong. He's not wrong. The at, guy at, deserved it. At the end of the day, he, he may well have been held down by four people who the majority of seem to be throwing punches at him anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, His was just the it, most notable one. Yeah, it's just that that's the most notable shot that lands. And, um, you know, you... you You've got to be the wired the wrong way, I guess is the only way that I can put it, to, you know, what a jump a barricade, run into a ring and attack a man who we know is basically crippled. Yeah, and bearing in mind there's guys in there that could stop you that weigh about four times what you fucking weigh. Yeah. And they so, are twice as fast as you are. <laughs> yeah. So, at the end of the day, I... I the police are going to prosecute Dash for it, even if the guy tries to pull a fast one. Oh, yeah, there'll, there'll, be, there'll, there'll be no evidence, if you get what I mean. But Yeah. Yeah. Even if, the, even if there is, it'll be a, well, you put yourself in that situation, so, mm. you know, whatever happens to you, happens to you. Yeah, in effect, the worst-case scenario that would happen to Dash Wilder is, tisk tisk, don't do it again. Yeah. That'll, be, that'll all they'll get. Yeah. Personally, but, you probably go, oh, whoops, sorry, my arm slipped. I tripped no, over and I tried to catch my balance. And so just so happened that my arm moved up and I accidentally connected with his face. <laughs> you know, the match itself, it was it was an okay tag match, really. Yeah, it told a good story. You, you know, it's... It, throughout told, the ma- it, it did tell... It told, in my opinion, it told a good story. No, I think it did. It told the story of... Kurt, Kurt Hawkins being underestimated because of his massive losing streak. Um, to be fair, Hawkins and Zack Ryder really the the you know the revival were basically playing with them really, you know, and that's the that's the story that I I felt it was telling. It was you know well don't count these guys out just because they're on you know losing streaks doesn't mean that they can't surprise someone. Absolutely, every dog has a day. Exactly. Um, and the way the match was won was perfect. Because I was, remember I was watching this match and I said, he's going to win this with a, with a small package. <laughs> he's going he's to win it with a roll-up because that would complement the story and the character of Kurt Hawkins because he's just managed to bum-stumble a win. Yeah. He didn't hit his finisher. He barely got any offence in. Yeah. Uh, it, 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 and it's the win of a guy that's not won a match in well over a year. Yeah, it was. Yeah, like I say it was. It it was good. It was a good story. Um, you know, but again, I get it. It's Kurt Hawkins' WrestleMania moment because he's broke his losing streak. He's won a title, but it still wasn't a WrestleMania caliber match. It was uh, it, that could have been, that could have taken place on Raw, and you oh, would have, oh, and you would have I, been happy with it. 
I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go as far as say put it on Raw. It's it's a blow off match. It would be quality. It would be it's a quality. It's a it's a blow off match that you would find on a B level pay per view. Something like Judgment Day or I don't know well, what the class yeah. is. Battleground or something like that, but going way back. Something like that. Um, so definitely a B-level pay-per-view. I wouldn't put it on a WrestleMania card. Um, but I wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's a TV. Is it, it was a TV match because it was actual. I know it only had a week's build, if that. But there was storyline there. There was, you know, there's a little bit of history with the tag team that won the belt because they've been the tag team before a decade ago. You know, harking yeah. back to the previous successes and can they relive that? And you know, they both needed a clean break. This was their last chance, sort of thing. So there is a story there. It, 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 like I say, I it's it's sort of like a blow off, sort of like the end of a rivalry, sort of thing, which we know it's not going to be because they had a match on Raw. I can't remember. I don't know what the result was. Um. But yeah, I thought it was better. It was better than the TV show, TV show match. Um, on that note, I've given it a two point five because I enjoyed the story that was told. Um, the action wasn't that bad. It was definitely, like I say, it wasn't a premium quality sort of like match that I saw, but it served for a pre-show and certainly for WrestleMania. It was average for me. I think I, I came in pretty much... For me, this, this was predictable. Of like, It's Mania, it's for the belts, and it's Ryder and Hawkins. So, yeah, I, I, we all... We, I mean, going by looking at the predictions that we've got written down, um, it was fairly predictable. There was only Alan and Anthony that didn't get this one right. Yeah. Um, Al, and Adam went so far as to say that Hawkins would get the pin, which is what happened. Yeah. Um, so it was, you know, going by this, you know, two thirds of the of the group got it right. So it was fairly predictable, well, I like say. There was a couple of funny moments for this match, though, for me, is like the fact that Kurt Hawkins came out dressed like a spirit, like he was in Spirit Squad. <laughs> yeah, there was that. Uh, he also had the old like Triple H H that Trips used to wear his knee pads on his uh, gear. Yeah. Which, if that doesn't say burial, I don't know what does. Well, um, followed up by uh, Kurt Hawkins dropping, not Kurt Hawkins, uh, Corey Gray is dropping some line on commentary about. Uh, oh, uh, Dash Wilder being heavy handed. Yeah. <laughs> I was pissing myself. Yeah, there was, a, there, was, there was some urine that left the body. It was quite funny. But yeah, yeah. That, that was that match, and I thought it was okay. Yeah, Zach and. Kurt got the win in 13-20. About the right amount of time for that match. Can't really complain about that match, if I'm brutally honest. It was all right, but it was nothing special. It was, yeah. It just got Hawkins that win. That got him his mania moment, of course, because that's what it was for. Yeah, it was a ham sandwich. And when I mean ham sandwich... You'd cake it, you wouldn't complain about it, you'd eat it, you'd be, you might even enjoy it. It's not going to be the best sandwich you ever have. 
No, this match is the worst. This match is pretty much like the shit sandwich because you've got the women's battle royal, this, and then the men's battle royal. Oh yeah. So it's like a pre-show shit sandwich. Hmm. There is that. But yeah, speaking of which, we then got into the men's battle royal. Yes, the Andre the Giant's men's battle royal with two people from Saturday Night Live I've never heard of. Michael Che and um, what the fucking hell's his name? Colin Jost, is it? Colin Jost, yes. Uh, Colin Jost. Yeah, it was not really much to say about it. We all knew what was going to happen, apart from me and um, Uncle. Um, (laughs) Because you put Gronk and I put Mojo Rowley, probably thinking along the same lines, and nothing happened. (laughs) Well, it's safe to say we were both kind of hoping for something a bit different. Yeah. Unfortunately, what we got was the standard formula bullshit where... Braun Strowman wins. And guess what? These two guys that aren't wrestlers got eliminated in a really stupid, drawn-out, long segment that wasted everybody's time. Absolutely. Therapists and all that lot, they all came out. We are going to jump. We just may as well just jump into the end of this match because the rest of it was just fucking... A Garbage. Fuck ...leading to it, yeah. And... He had his these like therapists come out. He got the seven shades of shit knocked out of him, um, leading to obviously one of them trying to climb out because I can't remember the, which one's which. Uh, one of them tried to climb out the ring to get away. Um, Strowman smashed him. He got out, thrown out the ring, and then the other one got a little bit of a kick in, and then he got thrown out the ring onto the conveniently placed seven people that were outside the ring that had just been eliminated and decided, do you know what? I've just been eliminated a few minutes ago. I'm going to hang around and wait. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know when the rules this, are, when you get eliminated, you go to the back. This was a fireball mud flap. Absolutely. Um, nothing special. Predictable. Shite. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was shite. Absolute was. crap. One out of five, I've given it, and it was only because I suppose the ending made sense, as opposed to the women's match where it just shit on somebody. Yeah, it was still garbage. Yeah, it was. It was. It was meh. Usual Andre the Giant Battle Royal crap. It doesn't Absolutely. mean anything anyway. So meh. Absolutely. And so it went yeah, ten minutes. It went ten minutes, yeah. So fuck that noise. Moving on. Yeah, speaking speaking of fucking noise, um, we move on to the main show. We had obviously America the Beautiful, and then we had Alexa Bliss come out. And what we found out about Alexa Bliss is, is when she clicks her fingers, we get fucking racist pricks that come out. <laughs> oh yeah, that that yeah. I can make a WrestleMania moment appear. Click. Boo. Yeah. Out comes a racist. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and and to make it all the better, he disappeared. And then Jerry Lawler comes out. So we get a racist and a pedophile. Oh, even better Amazing. than that, Amazing. Even better than that. He tried to make light of the joke that he did a few years ago about getting the silver, is it the, sil- the silver, super, is it Superdome or Silverdome? I can't remember myself. 
It was the Superdome and he called it the Silverdome. Well, there you go. Right, he called it that wrong. And it was, is it the MetLife Stadium, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, and he called it the MetLife Stadium, uh, MetLife Centre. Oh, so he made I, a joke I, I about didn't catch that. Yeah, I heard him he made, say Silverdome again. Oh, no, he made a joke about making a mistake about calling some place it isn't, and then immediately went and uh, made a mistake calling the place the rather wrong name. Yeah, garbage. Yeah, pure garbage. Um, so yeah, Hulk, Hulk fucks off, never to be seen again, hopefully. And oh. um, with that, he stands there. And then just randomly out walks Paul Heyman. Yeah, just, oh, just yeah. power walks at ring. Basically <laughs> says, um, if he can't go, if they're not on last, they're coming out first. Because he's got somewhere else to go that's, what's it, ultimately... Uh, uh, where his clients will ultimately be appreciated. Yes, there you go. Uh... So there you go. Although I mean, a lot of people may have um, creamed their pants thinking it was going to be AEW, but UFC are there, I believe. So yeah, he, he's oh, yeah. already slated to fight. So yeah. in this contract, he can do both. So there you go. So yeah, we have this match. Um, well, it didn't start off as a match to begin with. It was uh, basically um, Brock, Brock Lesnar raping Ross, Rollins for a few minutes on the outside of the ring. I wouldn't even go as far as calling this a match. No, it was more of a segment, wasn't it? Because as soon as the bell yeah. rang, Roll, um, Brock didn't get any offence in. He got a couple well, of Germans, and that was about it. Three German suplexes. He then gets low blowed, and three stumps to the head. It's over one, two, three. Rollins wins after hitting four moves. Yeah. Yeah, really made Brock look strong there after the several years of him killing everybody. Yeah, he made him look shit because he'd just been beating the shit out of someone, plus got some Germans in, and all it took was a couple of curb stomps. Yeah. It and was, he was down. Yeah. It and was, that, that's a universal champ. It was garbage. Mind you, yeah, mind you, that belt means shit, so... This is it. That, that belt mean, is meaningless and is pretty much worthless. And I get that it, it seems like they didn't have a plan. So Reigns won the belt, and I think they had a plan. And to be fair, it probably would have been better than this shit. Then, unfortunately, Reigns gets leukemia. Then they had no plan. And then they didn't want to have a plan because they just stuck the belt on Lesnar and thought, ah, fuck it. He could just fight a random guy each month or yeah. every two months or whatever it is. And it was the same bullshit. He, the other guy basically gets no offense. Brock wins. This match, Brock's really pissed off and has shed like 30 pounds. Kicks the shit out of Rollins, takes four moves and loses. Hang on, wait, what? Yeah. I mean, I th- this, this, this is a guy that practically had to be killed to stop, like, to, 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 to get defeated at last year's WrestleMania. Yeah, it's a load you know of shit. I mean? A load of shit. The belts, the belts meaningless. It is, and unfortunately, on Raw they had a chance to make it important, and they fucked that up too. But I won't go into that because spoiler alert for later. But yeah, there's a, you notice what they've done to the Universal Championship as well. They've removed the um, the studs of it. Yeah, they, they it, replaced it's, it with Velcro. Velcro. It's Velcro now. There's no stud clips or whatever nope. they're called. 
the belts have got Velcro. Oh, so yeah. what's going to happen? They're wearing the belt, and then then all of a sudden you you know they're going to they take it off to raise it above the head, and just before they raise it above the head, you're going to hear. <laughs> That's going to be fun. It's not even the mic, the ring, you just say. Yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Are they really that hard up for money that they can't afford buttons? You know what I mean? For it would cost some money to put that on. They already had the belt. It would have cost some money to put that on. The, oh, That's don't, sad. They're, they're going to go full pieces of you soon and have like a, a an electronic bell sound. <laughs> I, that's the one thing I liked about PCW though because it was unique and different <laughs> but yeah uh, moving on so yeah that match was a, as you said a, another fireball mud flat uh, one out of five yeah well half oh, I was going to say I refuse to rate it because I don't believe it was a match yeah it was um, but shock horror though it wasn't the longest shortest match on the card either well, uh, Seth gets the win in 2.35. Which isn't the shortest match on this card. <laughs> Which is, um, yeah, fun. Just, 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 just to clarify that, Coxie. Two minutes and 35 seconds to defeat a man who's lost one match in three, four years. Yep. yep. Good, good booking, dickheads. Good booking. Yeah. So, yeah, can we swiftly move on from this fucking absolute wet farce of a match? Yeah, yeah. Um, what did we have? It was it was um, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Yeah, I had high hopes for this. I was left severely disappointed. Yeah, it was potential this could be the sleeper match of the night. Yeah. And it really wasn't. But it was okay at the same time. It wasn't amazing. We were, I think we were expecting maybe something in the caliber of a four. Yeah, I was expecting a possible show stealer match. You know, AJ Styles has always promised to be great at these at WrestleMania. And to be honest, I can't think of a single WrestleMania where I've been impressed with his performance. Um, I was expecting the uh, the springboard into the RKO, to be fair, but then they did it on the SmackDown the week previous. Yeah, yeah. I was about to say, yeah, they'd already, they'd already blown the load on that one. Yeah. It just... It, it was okay. It was passable. Um, I didn't really get a WrestleMania moment feel from it. I didn't yeah, really no get a, a WrestleMania feel from it, to be honest. It was okay. It wasn't Orton's best work. Yeah, I'm gonna remember. It you, wasn't, wasn't Styles' best work. Yeah, I'm gonna remember that comment that you just mentioned about it not being a WrestleMania sort of moment, and we'll as we sum up, I will bring that back up. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was again one of these matches that would be. If you also on a B show and it was like the main event of a B pay-per-view, you wouldn't really complain about it. Yeah, this belonged on Fastlane or something like that. Yeah, yeah. It was one of those matches where if it was the main event on Fastlane or the, or the semi-main, you would say, okay, it's not bad. It's not bad at all. But this is WrestleMania where everyone's supposed to put the balls on the line and... 
everyone's supposed to put that little bit of extra effort. And yeah, it was. It, it, that. it was bang average. It was not here nor there. This match, it was okay. It yeah. was just okay, and with the two guys in the ring, it was a little well, especially AJ Styles. It was underwhelming. I mean, this is two years in a row now that AJ Styles has had an underwhelming match at WrestleMania. Well, three. I have to say, well, last year, I think you have to put that more on. Um, oh, put it more on Nakamura. Don't get me wrong. He's pretty much he, that. He, that was, I think, the start of him pretty much phoning it in, wasn't it? Really. So. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but you say it was. I don't know. What What did you think of this match, Coxie? Like you, I expected more, and I was disappointed. I. I'm not the biggest, I'm not an Orton, well, I can't even say I'm the biggest, I'm not even an Orton, I'm not an Orton fan in any stretch. Um, I think the guy himself is garbage, pure garbage. Um, because a lot of Orton stuff, it literally is just him going through the motions. Um, AJ, I've liked his stuff since he joined, but again, it's like, they did the counter the RKO counter and the forearms, it's like, what else can you do? Yeah, there isn't much, is it? I mean, Orton's too tall to put into the yeah, to the Styles Clash, so you couldn't even tease that. Um, so there, was not, there wasn't much you could do. Um, I predict you give away the best spot on the SmackDown before WrestleMania. Yeah. I mean, they teased it, didn't they, in the match, but then I think, like you say, AJ Styles counted it, yeah. sort of thing. So, it's one of those. Um, looking at the predictions that I've got in front of me now, everyone predicted Orton, except one person. That would be me. <laughs> it was it not Daz. It was not, you know, not, not Daz even picked Orton. So... Um, to be fair, we all did that, and we all said that it was going to be the phenomenal forearm into the RKO, and then they did it the next night on fucking SmackDown. Yeah. So it's like, you bastards. Yeah. You absolute shower of shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I put it bang average, two and a half out of five. Yeah, yeah sounds yeah. fair. We, uh, we said the match would go... You know how good the match would go would depend on which Orton turned up. We have three types of Orton that can't be asked Orton. That okay, I will work for you for a little bit, kind of Orton, or that I'm gonna go balls out for your Orton. And we got the middle Orton. <laughs> so it's one of those. So yeah, two and a half out of five. Yeah, I got two and a half. Yeah, I got nothing. Yeah, nothing more to add, really. All right, moving on. What will we have after this? Oh, one sec. Um, there's uh, AJ got the win in sixteen twenty. Yeah, about right length, to be fair. Yeah. And uh, followed up this match followed up by the ghost of Lacey Evans. Oh for yeah. Fuck's sake. Making her entrance. And fucking and, um, off. Why? <laughs> Just why? 
Because she had to get a paycheck. I mean, if she's good, if you're gonna do something, do it on WrestleMania. For fuck's sake. To be fair, this was this this one. What I was expecting was when I mean, like, the, the start of the night of like start of a ten. And then it's all sort of like, is this the last of recent Lacey Evans? It's like, no, it's just the beginning. And she comes out in different outfits or something like. Yeah, in between each match, that would be an idea. That's It'd what, be annoying as fuck, but get her over as a heel. That's partially what I was expecting, but luckily it didn't happen. So. Mm. Um, but yes, on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. Next, we got the Usos versus The Bar versus Shinsuke and Rusev. Uh, and Ricochet and Alistair Black. Another meh match again. Very I mean, the only the only map the, the only spot that I can think of that that sticks out was the never ending spinning sort of like spot that Cesaro does with Sheamus doing the the beat of the beat ten beats of the whatever the fuck it is. The ball run, yeah. Yeah. To every single person that was in the just, ring. It was, I think Bunkle said it best, I think, at one point. He just sort of went, oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah. yeah. It, it was, was just, just... It was stupid. It was. It was crap. More crap. It, it, the, problem here, the problem with that spot, the, the spot that you're referring to, it just made everybody else look like a dickhead. Yeah, it was just queuing up to get beaten up by Seamus, wasn't yeah. it? It may like, and I and I get that you you know that you want to make the bar look strong, but you you cannot possibly make these two fucking morons look strong anymore. They got beat by Strowman and a ten year old. Yeah. Yeah. That should have been the end of this tag team, but now a year later they are still in the title picture. How? Because they've got no established tag teams. Their tag team division was those four. Just <laughs> well, to be fair, the tag team division wasn't even those four. The tag team division was three of them, and then they called Ricochet and Black up from NXT. Oh yeah, don't forget you got the Hardy Boys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Um, it was just. Well, it's, it's just not really, more it's, crap. It's, you know, it's not really a spoiler alert, is it? Because this is going to go after SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah. The, the the Harder Boys beat the Usos the next like two days later on SmackDown. So why weren't they in the match at WrestleMania? So that the Attitude Era fans got their like final farewell type to the Hardy Boys and their one last title run. Probably because the Battle Royale needed a few a bit more star power, and it's so they thought fuck it, we'll put the Hardy Boys in there, and as a payment, they'll give them the tag belts the next 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 match on SmackDown. Oh God, you just reminded me. What? The, the overly long Hardy's entrance, like they were just almost killing time. Oh god, yeah, it was like five minutes Ooh, just constantly yeah. looking up there. Yeah, that was bad. Uh, well, uh, I'm not going backwards. Yeah, this match again was it was just a clusterfuck. Everybody hit their finisher on everybody else. The that the spot that you we've already mentioned with the bar was pretty much the one what I would call outstanding spot of the whole thing. Uh, Ricochet hit the 6.30 and didn't get the win. And it was like, well, that was the prime moment to put somebody over and make this match important. Two seconds later, the Usos fucking win. And it was like, right, 
no one cares. Moving on. Yeah, what did this match actually accomplish? Fuck all. Fuck all. Absolutely nothing. Nothing. No storylines were forwarded. I mean, this is WrestleMania. For fuck's sake, you move the story along with a big twist, or you end it. There was no story. There was no feud. There was no nothing. It was just an exhibition match for the tag belts on the line. Just shit. It was shite. And in that respect, I've given it a 1.5. Yeah. Just for that reason, because it was yeah. fucking... It, why? Another match that could have been on a B pay-per-view. I, I, I wouldn't have even... I would have been pissed off if this had been on a B pay-per-view. If I forced myself to stay up till one o'clock in the morning for this bullshit... Like we do. Like we do. I would have been pissed off because I would have just like, yeah, oh, that's fucking great, isn't it? You know, oh, it's fucking welfare than any stories. It's fucking started a feud, that. A feud with who? No one. Garbage. It's garbage right. booking, garbage match, garbage story, just garbage. Yeah, do you think it's getting worse now because of the storyline that they are building? It's building to the next uh, Saudi Arabia show, so let's have fun with that. Um... Oh, shoot me now. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, moving on. Oh, any thoughts, Coxie, since you've not spoken yet? <laughs> um, I, I, yeah, this match was just shit, wasn't it, really? Yeah, it was not great. Um, but I, I was like, pretty much expecting the fact that Ricochet and Arthur Black lost at TakeOver. Spoiler alert. Not even had time to watch it. This will be out on like Thursday or Friday this week. Um, like if Ricochet and Alistair Black lost the belt, they didn't win the belts at Takeover. Surely this would have been them winning tonight like, at Mania. But like, I don't get why the Usos have been pushed the way they are. Like, after one of them got uh, arrested recently for a DUI or whatever and pushing a police officer. And they've both said they're not happy. And they want to go to AEW. Or one of them wants to go... Jimmy Wolves wants to go to AEW or something. But didn't they just re-sign as well? I read somewhere they just re-signed as well. So... At the end of the day, all fucking three of them, them two and Naomi, they all seem more trouble than they are talent. Mm. Yeah. You know, they're all moaning and whinging and bitching on social media. One of them's getting drunk and starting fights with cops. You know, they're doing everything they can to get fucking fired. Just relegate them to fucking Sunday Night Heat or Velocity, whatever the fuck you've got left, and leave them there to rot because they're not not worth the trouble. They're not worth the time and the effort to pull with their constant shit. But instead, WWE thinks, oh, well, give them what they want. They might stay. Has that ever worked? Ever? No. Nope. Is the clear answer to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, that match sucked dick. Anyway, next, moving on. So uh, the Usos get the win in 10, 10 minutes, 14. That felt longer than that. Yeah. I would say I thought that was at least like thirty. To be fair, the the one thing I will say about that match was it was quite quick. That was about it. I mean the pace. Yeah. That was about it. 
The only positive I can come up with that match is it was a nice, fast, frantic pace, at least to begin with. <laughs> I think that's about the only thing. Yeah. So uh, up next, we've got there was a whole bit on the Hall of Fame uh, with X Pac dicking about while DX are trying to get him over. Yeah, X Pac fucking around at the edge of the stage. Um, he was coked out of his mind. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Followed up next by uh, in a falls count anywhere. It was the Miz versus Shame at Man. Oh, oh God. Oh With God! I have missed dad. This match was 95% brawling through the crowd and not people complaining. We can't see. Yep. Yeah. Uh, we no. got the only the only outstanding thing from this match is now the meme of of uh, the Miz's dad. <laughs> With his fists up in the air in multiple different scenarios. Oh. To be fair, that was one of my big problems with this match. N- not not so much the meme. I don't have a problem with the meme, but go on, Coach. You go say something. No, I was literally just questioning whether it was Mrs. Dad or not that was your problem in the match. Oh no, it it's it. How do I put it? Can I say it's the booking of Mrs. Dad that really bothers me? I think it's sadly enough that it it is. Um, Okay. So this this all kind of stemmed from in the story that the Miz and Shane McMahon won the Best in the World trophy, which is another another thing entirely. So they formed a tag team because Mrs. Dad says that Miz should team with Shane McMahon. So now Mrs. Dad is like their super fan and comes to all their events. So them lose the titles. Shane McMahon gets pissed and then puts his hands on the Mrs. Father. By which he puts his hands on his face and squeezes his old wrinkly face. <laughs> so just literally within moments of this match starting... He does the same thing. Wait, what? Yeah, it's retreading all ground, which ain't really needed. Yeah, you're going over something that you did like two weeks ago. And then he continues to beat up Miz, goes to do coast to coast, and now Miz's dad suddenly has a rush of blood to the head, a rush of bravery, and decides to stand up for his son and defend the Miz. So he stands in front of the Miz, who is still incapacitated after a few punches. And stops Shane McMahon, the dastardly man, from putting him through the announce table. Shane McMahon, being the gentleman that he is, invites Miz's father into the ring. Miz Dad, thinking, the only thing I can do to defend my son is to stand up for him. And fight this young, this young whippersnapper, the 50-year-old Shane McMahon. (laughs) Rolls into the ring and puts up his guns. And takes one kick to the hip and drops like a sack of shit. You see, put a voice on again and just just like, Mrs. Dad. 
A man who cannot be touched. <laughs> this is Dad. A ring technician. No. Mrs. Dad takes one kick to his outer thigh and drops. I'm sorry, but you're attempting to defend your son's life. No way on God's green earth. I don't care who Shane McMahon is. He's not Anderson Silver. Yeah, he's not. He, he's not a Muay Thai expert who does nothing but kick pieces of wood all day until he gets shin splints. That he then makes reheal so he can splinter them again to make his shins harder with calcium deposits. He's a fifty-year-old CEO of a failed Chinese entertainment company. For fuck's sake! Immediately. It was just like, not that I had any, this match had any believability whatsoever anyway. Right. But it was just like, yeah, real world, you're not as good as us. So Shane McMahon being the, the gentleman and the upstanding citizen that he is, continues to beat the shit out of a pensioner. Until the Miz makes a triumphant return, losing the match. No, this is not before though he drags him through the uh, New York crowd, um, smashing him about, Shane McMahon all over the place, uh, walk and brawl with no comeback from Shane at all, might I add. Yeah. The most one-sided walk and brawl I've ever seen. Um, nearly ended up going in the gents' tunnels, but there was a nasty spot where Shane got punched. Was it? Punched over the top of the of the, the the rail and bounced off the top of a um, golf cart and then sort of like splatted. Yeah, he oh, you mean the bit where he twatted his head? Yeah, he, he just went he splat hit, on the concrete floor. He hit the floor and bounced. Yeah, it was just like, ee, that's yeah. not fun. So. Yeah, that was just not that did not look comfortable. But, Not by any stretch. Well, to be fair, though, I, I do recall seeing a lot of uh, predictions and stuff based saying, oh, what, Shane going to jump off this this year? It's like There's a really high like thing above the ring. There's like a 50 or 60 foot screen. Right. Yeah, we wonder. Um, partway through this match, uh, the Miz decided to become, um, what's his name? Pirates of the Caribbean. Jack Sparrow. Jack Sparrow, that's the one. And swing off the wires and kick um, Shane in the face twice. Um, oh, yeah. And then we they went to the, uh, what what we called on the night was the um, Triple H Undertaker spot, the, the, the forgotten one. Where yeah, they the climbed, yeah, Where they climbed the scaffolding and um, the Miz suplexed Shane off the top. And went through the perfectly placed cardboard boxes. To which point we get the fuck finish. Yeah. Of Shane landing on top of it, of Miss and getting the three count. Yeah, I, I didn't like this match again. No, it was. Yeah. 
it was weird. I mean, the action was there, the spots were there, the story was there, the execution was poor. Yeah, to me, it's like walk and brawl through the crowd. That's not entertainment, really, is it? it and especially for as long as they did it. Mm. You know, like you say, for half of the people there, they can't see it. You know, at home, all we kind of get is like, it's like darkened camera shots, really, because the ring's lit up so that you can see everything, whereas the crowd isn't. And you're not really doing any wrestling, are you? No. You know? I mean, the match we compared it to, obviously, was which was uh, Triple H and uh, The Undertaker. But the thing is, oh, that match had action in the ring before that spot and after that spot. That match had wrestling in it. Exactly. This had none. It was yeah, it weren't it was not good. Um and I've given it a one out of five. It just yeah, it, 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 it 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 really left a sour taste in the mouth for me. I just thought it was daft. Yeah, it had to continue but, that yeah. the thing is though, you now know the storyline is gonna continue. And it really shouldn't be. That oh, should have been the end of it there. Um, but like, I bit of a fuck finish, really. Like, what's his name hits the uh, suplex off the scaffold in the mid. It's a suplex, but then somehow Shane ends up on top of him. Yeah. Like on those rock hard crash mats. Like, you know. Yeah, it's fucking shite. Didn't like it. So, yeah, Shane got the win in 1530. Yeah. Oh, I, no, no. Shane, hang it up. No more, please. Just fuck off. Yeah. Just fuck off. Backstage role or be an authority figure, but don't get yourself involved in matches. Just don't. So at the end of the day, you were, you were only ever a spot monkey. You are now too old to be that spot monkey. Stop it. Oh. Yep, a spot monkey that's trying to actually wrestle when he never actually wrestled. He threw an elbow. He threw a kick. That was it. <laughs> Don't, let's not get into shame. Man worked punches. Let's uh, let's move on swiftly before we delve down that sidetrack of. Utter awfulness. Yeah, we're going to be here beyond midnight if we do that, so fuck it. Uh, up next, we've got the Women's Tag Team Championships. It's the Boston Hug Connection versus Nia Jackson Tamina versus the Iconics versus Natalia and Beth Phoenix. I believe you got their names wrong because the because uh, Nia Jax and Tamina are actually called Michael Cole's bookmarks, as we established. All right, Michael Cole's bookmarks. <laughs> the fact. <laughs> Fappening. Yeah. Or the fappening. Michael Cole's fappening, yes. That's something else altogether. Um, Yeah, another match I did not enjoy. And I'm struggling to recall anything that happened in this match. Um, The the first thing to note is someone made mention... uh, I think it was on the... Uh, someone from the White Collar group that sent me a message asking me about Manger. And they said, uh, 
The amount of one you go actually is like, did you notice how deflated both of oh. Sasha and Bailey looked before they even got came out? Like, this yeah, is Lewis. It was, it, I thought it was not Daz. It was Lewis or not Daz, one or the other. Yeah, it's either way, it was one of them two. Um, yeah, like, yeah, you're giving us the result before you go out there, ladies. Great job. Yeah. Thing. Yeah, they'll. Their entrance was flat anyway. Nobody seemed to really care. Um, well, the Boston Hug connection doesn't work anyway. No. Um, and you, you, like you're talking about entrances and stuff being flat. I remember giving the um, the sim that saying that they must have been trying to hint at a story somewhere along the line with uh, ba- with Bailey's um, flailing tube men because it kind of went with how Bailey's career has gone in the WWE since coming up since the main roster. Where it was on a super dude behind, everyone's waving, and then all of a sudden they suddenly just start deflating as they go down, and then you get oh quick rise, and then they start deflating again. If you notice, it's like a graph of Bailey's position on the card, which I thought yeah. was quite, which I thought was quite fitting. <laughs> the thing is, there's, there's only one thing that's going to come out of this, and it's quite clear that Sasha's going to turn heel on Bailey now. Um... But then again, we've said that a hundred times already. Yeah, it frees up the storyline for them to knock seven chairs of shit out of each other, which no one is looking forward to. No, they're not really. It's it'll be boring. And now you've got the belts on one person means there's less with female belts to go about, which means we're going to get storylines like this. It's bound to happen because there's going to be space on the card for it. Yay! Yeah, exactly. And that's how I went with this match. And mm. the fact is, the two people who were on drugs that night, like when we predicted this, were right. Hooray for drugs! Hooray for drugs! Yes, uh, the iconics uh, <laughs> walk away with the belts. Cocaine's a hell of a drug. Yeah, it clearly is. Uh, everyone else, well. Me and Alan went with Michael Cole's bookmarks. Adam went with the Divas of Doom. And Lewis went with Michael Cole's bookmarks. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else we really need to say about this match other than it was fucking pure fucking garbage? Oh. Yeah, it wasn't enough. Not enough happened to make it important. No, it was just one of them meh. It was a meh match. If it was... um, what would have made this more interesting if they made this into a sort of like a scramble match? Have a time limit on it and make it like a title um, a title scramble match? Make it different. Not just, right, we're going to plonk four members, it's four teams in the ring. Well, considering we've already had a four-way tag team match, you know, a fatal four-way tag team match, it, it didn't differentiate itself at all. You know, to me... Even if you have it as, you know, an elimination four-way tag match, it makes it slightly different. And people can do do more. You can do more spots. You yeah. know, if you get rid of two teams really quickly, then the last two teams can have a decent amount of time to put on a show. Nobody put on a show, really. No. We no. had the same stupid spot we get in every Natalia tag team match where she puts the other two members of her tag team into the sharpshooter. 
great. I've seen her do it to three women at the same time. It still looks shit. Stop it. Stop yeah, it. Uncle, this way you also uh, haven't mentioned the point yet where every time she does it, the commentary team hype up and go, oh, is she going to be able to do it? Well, yes, because you've seen her do it before. Yeah. Multiple yes. times. It's so, so annoying. It's just stop it now. Stop it. I feel like I feel like she's a naughty child and needs to be sent to the corner and just told, stop it. Yeah, unless go, said about... Go sit unless, on the naughty step. Yeah, unless said about Natalia's uh, net team name, the better. The yeah. fucking Divas of Doom. Well, whatever. Uh, see you later, Beth. You're not going to be here much to, longer. To be fair, I, I did see... Um, also, I saw the Divas of Doom and I saw uh, somewhere for like a, a predictions post I was reading. Someone referred to Tamina and Naya as like the Samoan slaughterhouse. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, Punkle's dying. I think that, uh, that joke may have finished him off. Yeah. But yeah, load of shit, one out of five. Get it to fuck. Yeah. Um, Not a fan at all. So, either way, though, the Iconic has got the pin in uh, 10 minutes 45. And it felt a lot longer than that. Yep. Hell of a lot longer than that. It's getting really depressing talking about this fucking pay-per-view. I think this is the point where you realise you got this far into the card, you've watched your pre-show, you've watched this point, and you're like, it's got to pick up now, surely. It's mm. got to pick up now. There's got to be something decent. Well, up next we've got Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. And I'm just holding my hands up praying, like, thank you. Because this is one of the few car- get matches on the card which could have been, which was okay. Too decent. And spoiler alert, it's also the longest match on the card. It is. It was... Oh, second longest. I think it was the longest. No, it wasn't. Oh, no, sec... I don't know. Second longest. What was it? All right. It was a minute shorter than the the longest match. I can't remember what the longest match was. But anywho... Uh, I'll give you a hint, Evolution. That was the longest match? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. That means I've marked everything wrong. I've got oh, where I read was different then. Anyway, it means it just means everyone has got an extra point apart from Bunkle. So, yeah. don't change the results in any way. <laughs> Bunkle screwed Bunkle. Yeah. I'm I'm going off the Wikipedia times here, so it's. That's what I looked at, so I must have got it wrong. But anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, yeah, it doesn't matter anyway because everyone else would have got an extra two points apart from Bunkle because Bunkle was last. It doesn't change anything anyway. <laughs> so, I, yeah. It, to be fair, at the end of the day, if I'd gone like every bugger else and picked Braun Strowman, I would have fucking won. So. <laughs> You'd have been up there, yeah. But, yeah, we had, uh, yeah, Daniel Bryan with Kofi Kingston for the WWE Championship. And it was actually quite good. Um, I'd like to say this, there was a storyline told in it, but really that was done prior 
five yeah, years. Yeah, the storyline was kind of out of the ring, really. It wasn't. It wasn't so much in the ring. The same story being told. Yeah, this is it. Um, there wasn't really much action-wise in the ring. It wasn't. There wasn't anything to write home about. But at the same time, it was quite good. There was nothing bad that happened in the ring. It was. I think the the only problem I had with the, with with the. the in ring action was it was very very slow it felt really really long because i think they knew they were going long it might it might well be that they knew they were going long but i don't know like i don't know you you can have a long match but it not feel long and to me though I, i i agree there was nothing wrong with this match. The psychology in the match was good. The story told in the match of Kofi kind of being the underdog and getting dragged into Daniel's, Daniel Bryan's style of match was good. And, you know, Daniel Bryan being the cocky, overconfident champion who had, you know, seemed to kind of have it all going his way for the good majority was good. It just... To me, it just felt five minutes too long. Mm. You know, it, if you if you'd quickened up that pace a little bit, and you know, not hadn't gone quite as long, I think that match could have been really highly rated. Really highly rated. Yeah, I agree. To be fair, um, but yeah, it's nice to see Kofi get the um, get the belt. I don't think he's going to have it long, but it's nice for him to have it. I don't think he's going to have it long. I don't care that he has it. I don't like the New Day, and I can't say I've ever really liked Kofi. Yeah, I uh, mean, I mean, I'll be honest with you. I know he's a he's a hardworking wrestler. He has his place. He's well liked, I believe, backstage. He is the guy you job out to Orton the night before a pay per view to make Orton look better. Yeah, he's the jobber to the stars. He always has been. Failing that our truth. Yeah, failing that our truth, aye. Um. So, and I, I'm aware of how what what he's put in, and the amount of shit sandwiches he's had to eat over the years. And I suppose it makes sense to put the belt on him now if they're going to do it now, because he's at least somewhat credible. See, I don't understand what 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 are these supposed shit sandwiches that he's eating? He's been constantly on pay per view. He's been relatively well thought yeah. of. He's been relatively highly paid. He's always been mid card. He's never he's never been he's never been made to do anything particularly stupid. Yeah, but he's be- always been a face. Yeah, well, before before he was in uh, the New Day, what was he doing? Appearing on SmackDown every week, getting beaten by Randy Orton. There you go. <laughs> jobbing, not, that, jobbing to the stars. But that's, um, not, a, that's not a shit sandwich. Oh, going oh, on a, right, going, maybe, losing maybe. 275 matches in a row is eating a shit sandwich. All right, fair play. Fair play. I'll, I may, Maybe the shit sandwich comment may be a bit... There may be the wrong terminology to use, but he has worked his arse off. To be fair, there's been some like good stuff like the New Day have done, like when they had the um, 
the time machine. And uh, they appeared in like the wrong year. I think it was like t- whatever, whatever it was. And they said, oh, it's the wrong year. And Kofi's going, no, 2009, that was my best year. I fucking pissed myself. <laughs> and he comes out and does the act, the old like Jamaican accent they had him doing. And all yeah. that thing, like. So. But yeah, I genuinely do think he does deserve his moment in the sun. Um, it makes him not a boy anymore. <laughs> He's not a boy anymore. Um. But yeah, uh, I don't think it's gonna have it long. But the match itself was all right. Three out of five. Well, there was talk at one point of keeping the belt on him when they still had the Saudi show set for May. Of keeping the belt on him till then, because then they can go over with the champion. Because of course Brian Brian refused to go over because of his beliefs or whatever. There is that. And stuff. But then, so I don't know if they're going to keep the belt on Kofi till June or maybe have him drop it at SummerSlam. But there's other people they could drop it to, especially if they do the Superstar shake-up and next week, because apparently there's rumours that Braun Strowman's going to go over to SmackDown. If that's the case, you could give the belt to Braun like that. Well, they've already hinted that he's going to feud with Samoa Joe. Um, this is on SmackDown, he attacks Samoa Joe. There is that, but at the same time, that could be a quick fire sort of fucking you're welcome to SmackDown sort of thing. To me, it makes more sense. Like, I, like I, I, I don't mind them putting the belt on Strowman. It makes sense. I mean, especially with where he was previously being booked, and going over a guy like Kofi makes sense. But I can kind of see them having Strowman face Joe. Uh, leading towards Joe taking the belt off Kofi at SummerSlam. There is that as well, but you've also got to remember as well as what they brought up on SmackDown as well is you've got the they got the bar that came out that stopped the celebration. And yeah. uh, Drew McIntyre came out with the bar. And what you could have is obviously you could have the bar feuding with Kofi, with um Xavier Woods and yeah, Big E and you got and you'll have Drew McIntyre going for the belt off Kofi Kingston. And that could be the way you make McIntyre a world champion. I think that's the way they're going to end up going. Maybe. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how true it was. I read something that he, um, that he ended up walking away from that match into the back because he injured his arm or something. Um, but I don't know how true that is. It's just something that popped up on my feed. I have not read that. Well, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm not, just not saying it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, three out of five are giving it. It was okay. It was about as on par with the Cruiserweight match. Maybe slightly below. Three's about right, because for me, it, it it did start off very slow, and it was the second half it picked up. Mm. Uh, but for me, it's it, I think there was points where I sort of noticed it was almost like a... Kofi seems to be struggling at points because it's like, well, he's got his Trouble in Paradise, he's got the SOS, and he's got his little leg drop. He's like, what else does he, what else, like, does he do, like, move-wise? Yeah. I... So... He does some off-the-top rope as well, but I can't remember what that is. Yeah, he gets RKO'd. Oh, yeah, there is that. <laughs> 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 um... 
So yeah, uh, Kofi gets the win in 23 minutes 43. Nice. 45. Uh, it was about right length. I'd say the length of the match was about spot on. Least the New Day uh, unveiling the new belt with the New Day or Kofi nameplates, uh, along with new T-shirts. Yeah. Which I think Bunkle described as blatant cashing. I'll it, do it. it is, yeah. All T-shirts, though, when you think about it. Yeah, yeah. this is this is selling out to a new level. Special edition, Kofi, we are the champions t-shirts. Pretty much. That's pretty much what they're saying. Absolutely. Look so we moving on. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so there's a bit in the back with Alexa Bliss and Justin other guy. Oh, yes. With oh, the, Kevin Nash breaks Did I say that out loud? Yeah, yeah. Kevin, Kevin Nash looking a little bit rapey. And uh, following that, we get Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio for the US Championship. Uh, was this, does this class as a match? It was more of a match than the Brock Lesnar one, I feel. Yeah. <laughs> This match lasted less than 30 seconds. Uh, one minute, actually. Oh, was it a minute? Well, still, you you, you blink, you miss it. Pretty much. Yeah. Because was... fuck you, Rey Mysterio. Yeah, but there was rumours of Rey Mysterio being injured. This pretty much confirmed it. Yeah, it did, um, really. Yeah, it was a waste of space. It was just a way of... Um, an easy. It was a... It, it was an easy way of um, Samoa Joe retaining his belt, keeping hold of it. Potentially now we're going to get a feud, like you say, with Braun Strowman. Um, there was nothing really much to talk about this match. It was literally a few moves and then straight into the cooking a clutch, or whatever it's called. Yeah. yeah. It, to be fair, it, do, it does strike as, you know, they had a plan and then Mysterio got hurt. So they had to do something. They couldn't exactly replace him and then make something up at like a week, a week, less than a week's notice on SmackDown. It would have just seemed daft, mm. you know. Unless you're going to come out and literally say he got injured doing this, so therefore this is his replacement. What I would have done if he was seriously that injured was have Samoa Joe attack him on SmackDown, yeah. And then um, have someone replace him, like, I don't know, fucking... If you're going to have a luchador, maybe fucking... Um, maybe Callisto in the match, maybe, I don't know. Because where was Sin Cara? He could have been in the fucking Battle Royal. Yeah, I think Andrade would have made some sense. Just because yeah, the Mysterio that. have been feuding. Um, but, again, he would have had heel versus heel, so... Always a difficult thing to pull off. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was what it was. Uh, there's not really much to say. Joe versus Strowman should be good. We'll see how that goes. Yeah, absolutely. If indeed it does. So, yeah. Uh, um, Mojo retains. That's all you need to know. Yeah, I can't even rate this one. Yeah, I'm not even going to bother. <laughs> And uh, following this, we got a preview clip for the movie Stuba, 
which looks fucking shite. <laughs> a little bit. Just a little bit. It's one of them films where you look at the trailer and think, right, I've seen the best bits, fuck it off. Well, not only that, but there's certain wrestling fans that watch all the wrestling movies and they're going to love it. Oh, God, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but you know who I'm talking about, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, moving on. (laughs) So up next we've got... Uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. Gee, this wasn't predictable, was it? <laughs> Everyone picked the same thing. As the announcer noted, it was Roman's first singles match since October. God forbid. And this wasn't going any other way apart from the way it did. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Drew McIntyre looked like a bitch in this match. It did. It, it did. It it ruined any heat that he had, to be honest. It ruined the several weeks of trying to build him up to like a monster uh, mm-hmm. because it was, he came out and you knew he was going to lose. In fact, you, you knew he was going to lose before he even challenged Roman Reigns. This is it. I mean... Um, any To be fair, anybody who was put in that match was going to lose. Yeah. But it was just, it was a shame it had to be Drew because... I, I still rate Drew. I don't see where they're going to go with this, though. Mm. Uh, I'm, I'm guessing he's moving to SmackDown and that's the end of his feuding with the Shield. Possibly. But at the same time, you sent him across looking weak as fuck. I mean, they, they made the point on, 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 the, on comms. It was like, yeah, he's not had a match on his own since October. Well, I'm sorry. That would make him surely have at least a hink- an inkling bit of ring rust. You know, he's not competed for seven months. You know, if, if you've got a football team and your striker has got injured and as soon as they're able to kick a ball, do you play them? No. No, you don't. You let them get a bit of fitness. You put them in the under-21s. You let them get a bit of match fitness and then you bring them in. You bring them in slowly. Yeah, it. it... What's more, what's more depressing is, for some reason, I've got it in my head that Drew beat the crap out of not only Dean Ambrose, but Seth Rollins on a number of occasions in the lead up to this. Seth Rollins is your universal champion, people. Yep, and he's just he made just him beat Brock like Lesnar in four moves. Yeah, and and Rollins is not, uh, not Rollins. Uh, Reigns has just beat the guy that's just beat the guy that beat the guy. Yeah. What the fuck? I mean, if you're gonna make him win, fair enough, but make it make it so that it's a more of a underdog sort of story. You know, he gets a move out of nowhere, he gets the punch and then into the spear out of nowhere, one, two, three. But it was fifty yeah, no, fifty. It was fifty fifty and they made him hulk up. They yeah. actually did the hulk up spot. And, no. then the, uh, and the charging his fist and all that bullshit. And it was just no. like, oh. oh. This, ma- this match should have been... It's the building on the sympathy of the fact that he's a, he's a leukemia survivor. What they should have done in this match is have Drew McIntyre beat seven shades of shit out of him for 15 minutes. For yeah. 15 minutes, and then he gets one hope spot, and that is it. Game over. He gets lucky on a lucky punch... And a spear. 
That's it. That's how the match should have been. That's all it should have took. It should be... Oh, Drew McIntyre should be in the middle of the ring, on his knees, looking at some, uh, looking at him. Yeah, basically Roman pissed off. Ra- Ro- yeah, pissed off. Like, what the fuck's happened there? Roman Reigns should be outside the ring, sat on the floor, like, holy shit, I pulled that off. Yeah, yeah. How should the fuck be. did I do that? That's my first match against that yeah. guy who's beat the shit out of every other single member of the Shield single fucking handedly. Yeah. And I've managed to beat him with a lucky punch and a lucky spear after I've had the shit kicked out of me out of 12 for, for 15 for 15 yeah. minutes. It should have been the point where Drew was trying to pick, like The Undertaker did in the streak against uh, Ric Flair. He should have beat the shit out of him, pinned him, and pulled his hair up and go, no, 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 I'm not finished yet. I should have done that a couple of times and then paid for it. Yeah. That's how that match should have been. You still got the result that you wanted. You still had Roman Reigns look strong, but you also still had... You still had Drew McIntyre look like a fucking killer. Yeah. But no, no they agree. do it this way. They do it this way. They have to make Roman Reigns super fucking human. No, <laughs> no, fuck this match. Fuck this match. Do you know what? I originally put it down as a 1.5. No, I'm knocking a half a point off. Because this story of the match does not make any fucking sense when you sit there and think about it for more than a minute. Yep. It's garbage. Pure Absolute garbage. Absolute shite. I'm sorry. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying right. You know. I'm all against leukemia, survivors, this and the other. But when it comes to a sporty sort of situation where you sort of want to believe this is a sort of pseudo sport, and you want to make it somewhat believable, having someone that's just got who got diagnosed, you know, having leukemia to being recovered, to being back in action within seven months and beating one of the top heels in your company who's been going on a streak, kicking shit out of everyone he's come against. He's beaten the shit out of one of the most dominant dominant factions in the history of WWE. And Roman Reigns is on an equal footing with him. After surviving, not surviving, but getting into remission on leukemia. Yeah, fuck this match. Nothing against Roman Reigns, nothing against that, but fuck this match. Yeah, it. as I've just read before, um, someone basically said like there was no point in the match where you, it was believable that uh, Drew had a chance in actually winning so, yeah. yeah, fuck it. It's just you know, you know for a fact they weren't going to allow that. They had to have Roman Reigns look strong. They couldn't have a moment where 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 Roman Reigns is feeling his way back into wrestling. He's had fucking cancer for God's sake. Mm. Why would he dump jump straight back in and his first singles match? He's fucking dominant. No. Fuck you. Doesn't make sense. I have nothing against Roman Reigns. I have nothing against other leukemia survivors. But does this make fucking sense? No. Absolutely not. 
I'm sorry, but it doesn't. And I might get fucking backlash for that, but fuck you, I don't care. That's my opinion. Yeah, um, I can't. Again, I can't rate it because it was just overly predictable. Yeah, that's uh, the, that, that was the problem with it. I mean, everyone put Finn, Roman Reigns in this. It was. Oh yeah, clean sweep. Yeah. Everyone. Clean sweep. Everyone clean sweeped it. Roman Reigns and it. It, it was predictable. We knew what was going to happen. The way it went about. No, I've got a massive problem with it. Massive problem with it. Well, uh, uh, Roman got the win in 10-10. Yeah, it, yeah, no, not a fan of this match. I gave it a 1 out of Like I say, I originally gave it 1.5, but after thinking about it and actually talking about it, it's definitely a 1. Definitely a 1. It did not make sense. It had the, the feel-good value, I suppose, but... In a believability sort of thing, it just fucking made a mockery of a pro wrestling. Mm. But brutally honest. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. moving on. Uh, moving on, next we got the Elias concert. Oh, and we had, um, yeah, we had Elias on drums and Elias on guitar, on piano, and then we had Elias on guitar. Yeah. And I thought that was quite well done. Yeah. It was really well done. And then you had John Cena basically steal the fucking show, in my opinion. He was the best thing on this card. Yeah. And to be fair, it was quite nice to have, well, heel John Cena back, but not heel John Cena. Did he you was, hear the reaction he, he got? Yeah, he got oh he got cheered. Don't get me wrong, but the whole rapper gimmick was supposed to be a heel gimmick. Yes, it, it was. It, it's just that he's actually quite funny. But he's not rapping. He's po- he's doing poetry. <laughs> yeah, oh no, don't get me wrong. You know, I, I, I'm not I'm not saying he's. Oh, I'm not saying you know, he's bad. I'm not saying I'm not saying he's Eminem either. You know, but it was funny. It was entertaining. It was the most entertaining I felt in this whole show, yeah. really. The most entertaining bit I found was when Corey Graves tried to get Michael Cole to say F you and he wouldn't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He would not do it. Um, even though John Cena had just said the words F you. Yeah. So, yeah, go figure. But this tends to lean towards the fact that they are going towards a more edgier product. Uh, thanks to this Fox deal that's happening. So I think they're sort of dipping a toe in the water to see what the reaction would be. This is my sort of feeling towards this. I think we're going to get a bit more of this as the days go on towards the Fox deal happening. And I welcome it. Because it's not insulting your intelligence. Uh, we'll see what happens. It depends how far they're going to go with it. Like, are they going to try and stay as PG as they can, or are they going to go a bit edgier, sort of maybe to like whatever TV fourteen or whatever it is, but like a very 
Yeah, we're not going to go back to blading and fucking chair, unprotected chair shots to the head or anything like that. They don't have to, but I mean, in terms of like the actual the product itself can get darker in terms of their humour and promos, I feel like, without the need for unnecessary violence, in a sense. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that if that happens. Yeah. I want that to happen. That would be good. But we'll see. Yeah. Uh, so next, moving on. Uh, we've got it's No Holds Barred with Batista versus Triple H and uh, Shawn Michaels, it's a special guest announcer. Yay. Um, this is where I've stopped um, giving them scores because this is where I had to tap out pretty much at your place. <laughs> I had to go home because I was t- I was tired, very tired. Yeah, so me and Bunker, we powered through. <laughs> yeah, but I, I, had, I had to be up, though, at 7 o'clock in the morning, so... The fact that I was flaking then, I thought, right, if I'm flaking now, I'm not going to get any sleep. I best go. So I did. And it was probably the best decision I made because I just about managed to make it till kids' bedtime. (laughs) So, yeah, it was probably the right call. Um, This match, it was okay. Um... It was very slow. What do you expect from two guys that are nearly... Well, one of them is 50 and one is pushing 50. Yeah. Um, a couple of nice-looking spots in it. You had the bit where um, supposedly Batista got his fingers broke. Oh, uh, yeah, I didn't like that. Yeah, it looked, it looked like shit, if I'm brutally honest. I just didn't think it was believable. No, it wasn't. I mean... Yeah, it's, it no holds barred, but can you really get away with breaking someone's fucking fingers? At the end of the day, you're the face, and you're breaking someone's fingers, and then he got them working. Yeah, and then, and then you then... Rip, rip out, in air quotes, people can't see, rip out his nose ring. Yeah, that really wasn't a substitute ring, was it? And he just, Batista just very quietly went out under the ring and under under his nose ring and hid it. Well, considering after it's done, he rolls over onto his stomach for a very, very long time at the edge of the ring. Yeah. And then it shows his nose and there's a tiny spot of blood. Uh, you mean like he took it out? Oh, <gasps> no. Yeah, if you'd rip that out, there'd be blood pissing everywhere. It would be everywhere. It yeah. would be gushing because there's nothing to stop it. Yeah, that that that's that that'd be something out of CZW. That shit, you know what I mean? Yeah, it was legit. Yeah, it's not happening. Um, not that not that we condone that happening anyway, but this 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 match just was just yeah. This this it's this more garbage. If you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do that spot, at least have a blood capsule nearby. Yeah, Any, anything, just yeah, blood capsule. I don't know. Have to have have a, a tissue loaded with like ketchup or something. I don't care, and smear it on your face. Yeah, it, it was just, it just, it doesn't make any sense. You are the fucking face, you dick. Yeah. Why are you doing heelish things? He's the only one going for weapons as well. 
that, well, that's it. He's straight away. He's into the Triple H. Ah, oh, fuck a wrestling match. I'm straight into the weapons. Fuck this guy's movie career. I'm going to rearrange his face. Yeah. Yeah. He's going for sledgehammers. It, you know, trying to put him through tables. There's chains. steps involved. Chains. Clients. Yeah. God. Triple H comes out of this looking like the worst kind of human being. And not only that, he's too sweet and fucking Shawn Michaels while he's doing it. Yeah, that's it. You know what I mean? It's, it's, but that's a heel thing to do. At, at what point was it supposed to cheer for Triple H and the fact that he was saving his career? The whole time I was like, please someone end his career so he doesn't maim someone else. Batista's a hero. He's putting himself in the line to save other people, to save innocent wrestlers from being maimed by this fucking lunatic. Yeah. It's um just to go back slightly as well, what did you think of Triple H's entrance this year? Garbage. Piss poor. Piss poor. Considering he's like uh, not a lot of people put the um, what I would call more extra effort into their entrances at WrestleMania anymore. I don't know if it's because they don't have the production budget, so they save it for Triple H, or whether they don't, whether they don't have like the time to stay and you know shoot for days on end because they're still traveling from the last show they were doing, you know whatever it may be. Because I read, I have a read or heard in a documentary somewhere that Triple H is like a real stickler for his entrance at WrestleMania, is and he will he will run through it more probably more times than he will do the match that he's having. Mm. Um, but it was crap. It was based on Mad Max, which came out what a decade ago, nearly. Something like that, yeah. Uh, so nobody remembers that. Because it was shit anyway, from what I remember. And he didn't do anything. It just, like, he was on a car. The car drove. He sat at the back. Yeah, he sat at the back of the car. Batista's entrance was where? Batista's entrance gets out of, like, a... Well, it wasn't a limo, but it was a Rolls Royce by the look of things, that kind of thing. It was a Cadillac Escalade. Well, whatever. Was it? I think it was either Cadillac or Chevrolet, one or the other. Paul's into cars. I'm not. I, I, I just remember it was a black car. It looked like an Escalade, it could be wrong. Uh, but it portrays the fact that he's a movie star and he's got an entourage. Yeah, exactly. So, Which made sense. Yeah. That was good. But then, and then, of course, he fell over trying to get in the ring. Oh, God, um, yeah. Which, you know, took a bit of the shine off there, lad. Um, but it's one of those things. Unfortunately, it was on camera um, for the millions to see. But the, yeah, the Triple H's entrance was worse. It was long. It was dull. And yeah, no, I didn't like it. What the did pop, you think? The problem I have with watching back like the old three um, Taker Street matches with trips and having watched every mania so far either with you or with paul or whatever mm. from what 20 
That's me 26. Roughly. Similar. So around that point, so I've pretty much seen every every trips match on that point, and it's pretty much been the case of trips just going through the motions. Like like Triple H, pretty much just like, okay, you're facing Batista this year. Okay, Batista just cracks open a book, just falls off, falls out on a certain page. That like, this is the match. This is the match we're going to have. Like. Yeah, it didn't seem like it seemed very formal, formaic. It wasn't much called on the fly. You could it's tell. The Triple H going through the motions. It's like right at this point, I'm going to hit you on the Spanish announce table with something. At this point, we're going to do something on the steps. Towards this point, of the match towards the end, I'm going to get the, the sledgehammer out. Then I'm going to hit you a pedigree. You're going to kick out and hit me your finisher. So I'm going to hit a pedigree again and get the win in about half an hour. Like. Brings the definition of drag out brawls with you fucking extreme, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what it was. It was a ten minute match dragged out to half an hour. Oh yeah. This could have eaten in ten minutes. Yeah, it was a load of shit. Um Then you have what the finish the match you was it Triple H with the flying sledgehammer into a pedigree. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck? The finish, guess the winning twenty four forty five. Making Meh. the longest match on the card by a minute. Meh. Um, that's all I can say about it. Some no. of the some of the shit was brutal. Like I say, the the chains and things like that. But nothing else really sticks out apart from the obviously the the, the nose pulling spot, which I suppose was different. But you could tell it was really like. You could tell it he'd not pulled it out properly. It needed yeah. it needed something like a blood capsule just to cover that up a bit. At so, the end of the day, Triple H is that much of a heel. He needed Ric Flair's help to win. There you they, go. What they should have really done is had the camera focus on trips so that, that Batista can roll out of the way under the ring or something, and then sort his nose out rather than it focusing on Batista holding holding his nose. Yeah. Clearly showing him just taking it out himself or whatever, like. Absolutely agreed. Yeah, fuck this. Um, I'm gonna give it because it was a lot better than what most. I'll be honest with you, as, as much as we're shitting on this, it was better than most of this other fucking the rest of what's been on so far. So I'm gonna give it a two. I was gonna say two. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a two because it's better than what's a lot of what's preceded it. This in this match, but it was, it is, this card, but it was now special. I I I struggle to give it a one because I cannot tell you what wrestling went on in this match. Oh, it weren't about wrestling this match. But the story was that it was a wrestling match, so yeah. I didn't like. I just didn't. I didn't like it. I I hate these kind of matches where. It's just, oh, look, straight for weapons, ooh. And Triple H seems to have them year on year at the minute. Yeah, no holds um, barred, just basically means we'll make it up as we go along. Yeah, and I'm just, I don't know. I don't want to say that. I, no, I don't want to see Triple H in any more wrestling matches. I don't enjoy it. I've not enjoyed his shit for fucking decades. But it's just, it seems to be getting worse and worse. Yeah, I agree. I agree. 
But I think it's going to be a thing now every year. He's going to be putting his career on the line now. Just add a little bit of oomph to his matches. You can't really add an oomph, though, and it's like the, just the same thing every year. Yeah, but you you, you know what's going through his mind. is It's like, ooh, if I put my career on the line, people are going to be more at pin to watch it. Because you might think, ooh, this would be the last match ever for Triple H. Well, that's the thing, but it's not gonna, it's not gonna happen, is it? Really, unless like Vinnie Mac is on death door, yeah, or whatever. But they never, they'll never, you know, you know what they're saying anyway. You never truly retire in wrestling anyway. Mm. So even if you did end up losing it and having to retire, well, yeah, look at Shawn Michaels and Ric Flair. Absolutely. Fuck yeah. yeah, fuck them. Yeah, not not I'm not I'm not I didn't really enjoy that match, but like I say, it was better than what preceded it on the card, or most of what preceded it on the card. Well, moving on, we've got a skip backstage with Alexa Bliss and the B team. Chilling, trying to seal more shirts. Yeah. Ronson shows up just for a damn bit, and then everyone's favourite cunt in wrestling, JBL appears at ringside for <laughs> the time match. Where it's Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Uh, I I will be honest with you. I watched this last night after um, obviously trying to catch up, and I literally was awake, and I must have dozed off for a few minutes, and then I woke up, and then Baron Corbin's music was playing. Um, yeah. I caught the end where he got him in the end of days. Yeah, this match was short, and. Not very sweet. It was, it was just nothing. It was a, it was a shame. It was a waste of Kurt Angle's retirement. Um, I get it. You know, we we, we discussed it in the uh, on the pod uh, previously when we were doing the predictions that it's a WWE thing to think that this gives Baron Corbin a rub and a bit of a push, but a push from what? Kurt's been treated like shit for two years now, really. Where's it going? Nowhere. It's because he's still got that uh, teenage stank on him, hasn't he? I don't know. I don't know if it's that or if it's just that they're just, you know, it just see it just seems wrong mm. to me. It's wrong. Well, the point I made about it is it was in TNA longer as a main like event wrestler. Than he was in WWE. He was actually around in TNA longer. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, they paid him a lot of money, gave him creative control, and allowed him to continue to take drugs. Do you think there was still then that moment of bitterness because the fact like he he left WWE, didn't he? Yeah. Which like the the same week he appeared in TNA. Maybe. I mean, this, I don't know. I mean, Vince has been known to hold grudges against people for a long time, but especially recently, he seems to have been welcoming, welcoming people back who've done him wrong. I mean, when you look at somebody like Jarrett, he's been inducted into the Hall of Fame and he actually held Vince up for a quarter of a million or half a million, whatever it was. You know, Kurt Angle didn't do anything like that. Kurt Angle basically said, no, I don't want to go to rehab. And they said, well, you're not working unless you do. So he said, right, I'll see you in a bit. 
you know, that's, you know, what can you do? You can't force somebody to do that. Mm. You know, he did steal from him. He didn't rob him of money. He just said, you know, no, I, I don't think I need to go. I know you might well do, but yeah, it's somebody's personal opinion. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh. So yeah, I can't rate this match. Main reason being, I didn't see it, but for what there was you guys, to see. yeah, it was very short. I know about it being very short. It was more the match was to put Corbin over. He's leaving the business the way most veterans tend to do on their back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they put up a bit more of a fight than that. You know what I mean? I don't. Well, I, like you look at the, you look at the matches. I, I know they've come back since, but like you look at, you look at Shawn Michaels' retirement match and against Undertaker in the second match. Uh, you look at Ric Flair's retirement match at WrestleMania with Shawn Michaels. You know what I mean? They get great moments. Kurt yeah. Angle basically got shit on. Until seeing a bit, lad. Uh, and then to add further insult, he comes out on Raw to say goodbye and then gets laid out again, this time by Lars Sullivan for no reason. It's like, what What was... The, the meme is, stop, stop, he's already dead. Uh... It's right, though. It's accurate. Yeah. Thank you, on, Kurt. Kurt. Yeah. Thank you, Kurt. Anything, Coxie? No. It, I was expecting it to go longer, maybe maybe ten minutes. I was expecting maybe more offense from Kurt, but. Yeah. It's one of them. Um, A shit show. It does make me wonder who's going to be bowing out at Mania 40, to be fair. But. Probably Cena. Probably Maybe. So, yeah. Um, I don't know what this is going to do for Corbin going forward. Fuck knows. Um, other than cheap heat. Yeah, I have a secret fear that it's going to go nowhere. But, yeah. So, yeah, we move on. Uh, Corbin gets the win in 6.06. Ah, deserved better than that, but I think Bunkle summed it up perfectly. Hmm. And up next we have for the Intercontinental Championship, it's the Demon Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley. Gee, this wasn't predictable, was it? Uh, Predictomania. That's what it should have been called, really. Yeah, we had um, Bobby Lashley come out to a. Well, sorry, the Milky Brew. You've given me a name now for all the, pub, the prediction podcast going forward. Oh, go on. Predictomania. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, we had uh, Milky Brew come out, bog standard entrance. For me, this match 
to pretty much jump straight into it. It was very much just a blink and you'll miss it. Yeah. We've said that about a lot of these matches. Yeah, which is not good. This one one doesn't even go five minutes. Yeah, you had... um, (laughs) You had Finn Balor coming out as the demon, even announcing as the demon. Um, And he came from... He came like a bat. Mm. Yeah. Which I didn't like. No. I didn't even like his face paint. It wasn't the normal thing where it kind of like comes down into his chest and whatnot. It was just there. Yeah, it didn't look good. (laughs) It just, just, for WrestleMania, it just looked like he hadn't made as much effort as he did in NXT. Do you know what it looked like? His face, his paint. It looked like if you're going on WWE 2K and you look at the the box standard tattoo options that you get and you just slap them on. Yeah. Yeah. It looked like that. They weren't blended. They weren't faded like a normal tattoo would be. The paint looked fucking awful. Yeah. It's almost like he didn't have the normal person that he has to do it in the back. So he had to make do with like some scrub. Mm. Yeah, someone from work experience. Yeah. Um, it did not look good. Um yeah, at least at least when he came into the ring, though, he did have a little bit of a different move set, which made sense. I don't think it was too different. He still did that stupid slim blade thing. I hate. Oh yeah, there were still similar things that he did, but it was like basic offense, like kicks, and uh, he was a lot more frantic with his movement. It was a lot quicker, especially in the beginning. Um, it's like I was saying to Bunkle, and I said it every time Demon Finn appears. Um, he should really have different move set and just completely different act differently, move differently, all that sort of thing. Yeah, like it's a like it's a, a different persona, which is what they they try to tell you it is. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. No, the way they try to put it across is or at least the way that. I I get it, is that they're basically trying to say, well, when he's the demon, he's he's more aggressive and you know, he you know, he, he's less predictable. Well, okay, yes, he is more aggressive. That, that which makes sense. But he's I wouldn't say he was less predictable because though, like you say, some of the punches and kicks m- might come across a bit differently and he might be a bit more frantic in that he still does the standard Finn Balor moves. His finisher is still the coup de gras, double stomp. He still does the running drop kicks and the sling blade and whatever it may be. It, it should all be different. He should almost, I don't want to say act like a power wrestler because he's always going to be the smaller guy, but incorporate some power wrestling elements so, like, rather than doing the running drop kicks or, you know, do a clothesline. Yeah. You know, or even a flying clothesline, you know, like the Undertaker would do. You know, take, yeah, take, take, take some stuff from, you know, from those kind of guys who do who are a lot bigger but do still do what I would describe as small man move, like, takes on big man moves. Yeah. Yeah, can't argue with that. 
just because of how short it was and how one-sided the match was, you got to give it a 1.5. Yeah, it's, it's a one. It, you know, yeah. it, it was there to serve a purpose. It was a piss break before the main event. Yeah, absolutely. And that's how WWE treated it. Yeah, so your new your new US is it Intercontinental Champion is Finn Balor. Yeah. In four oh seven. Yeah, it's not even worth mentioning beyond that, really. <laughs> Main event time. Well, before that, they announced uh, WrestleMania thirty six on the fifth of April two thousand twenty with a fi- pirate theme. This is in Tampa Bay at the Buccaneers Stadium. So Which I'm really- actually looking forward to. I'm just really hoping they have like a the ring set on a pool like the uh, show. Well, apparently there's a big pirate ship there, isn't there, as part of the stadium? Oh, I'm not sure. Apparently, so if 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 um, Kyrie Sane doesn't do anything using that, it's a crime. Yeah, there there is actually a, a pirate ship at the stadium. Well, we know Shane's jumping off them. Absolutely. Well, we yeah, say, mate. We say that every year. He never jumps off anything now. But yeah, main event time. Yeah, so in a w- winner takes all triple threat, uh, it's Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Before the match, we had Charlotte Flair flying in on a helicopter. Oh, God. Yeah, because that was entertaining. Let's watch Charlotte Flair look out of a window. And then look out of a window from a different angle. Yeah. And then look out of a window from a third different angle. Just from the perspective of uh, the, the time difference, the bell rang at 12.01 in America. E- yeah, I imagine it's, it's five o'clock in the morning at this point. Yeah. And it was midnight in in New York. Yeah, fuck that. So going on to the main event. Why does an event need to go on that light? It doesn't. It doesn't. They need to start cutting this down. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Um, first of all, though, did we have... Who came out first? It was Ronda Rousey, wasn't it? They came out first with... Um, uh, the band. Um, Jet. Joan Jett. Yeah, Joan Jett with bad reputation. And then Ronda Rousey comes out, corpses, comes out and then does that ridiculously stupid quick walk where her shoulders look like they're about to detach. <laughs> yeah. The Rousey power walk. Yeah, it looks fucking ridiculous, especially when you've got a ramp that long. You see, what really pissed me off about this is Ronda Rousey's just gone on about how she hates wrestling, basically, and that is now... Her gimmick is she's a wrestler who hates wrestling. Um, she comes out, big smile on her face for the people playing the music for her to walk out. And it's like, you're the heel. She'll probably just ignore them. And yeah, then she does the stupid Ronda Rousey walk. And it's like, love, just, I know you're a heel. Slow the fuck down. Yeah. Just... Calm it down a little bit, and let's let let's let's not look daft here. Yeah, she was in the ring and she obviously like instantly took everything off. But she, you know, for her entrance attire. And yeah, I love the fact then. she came out. She came out wearing a sporran, and I guarantee she has no idea what the fuck a sporran is. <laughs> but you know, 
There we go. One of them, innit? And then, next thing you know, Charlotte Flair's come into the ring as SmackDown champion. And Michael Cole makes this remark of saying that she's she was sick of the re- responses about Charlotte Flair being Ric Flair's daughter. And apparently Ric Flair has responded by saying that no lot now Charlotte Flair is no longer Ric Flair's daughter. Ric Flair is Charlotte's father. Now that's a nice thing to say. It's a, it, it's good, but they're trying to distance themselves in a way using remarks like that to say, right, Charlotte Flair is her own character and she's doing her own thing. Yet pay per view after pay per view after pay per view, she's acting more. And more and more and more like Rick fucking Flair. Landing in a helicopter outside another event, red carpet, people coming up to you and putting your jacket on for you, taking your jacket or old jacket away from you is something that Rick Flair would do. The only thing left that was missing from that helicopter was about six. Half-naked men rolling out the other side. Tell me I'm wrong. You're not, so... (laughs) What a fucking stupid thing to say. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not Ric Flair. Let me act like my dad. Yeah. It's fucking stupid. Go away. (laughs) At the end of the day... You're only in this match because you're Charlotte Flair, Ric Flair's fucking daughter. At the end of the day, your win-loss record doesn't qualify you to be in this match. Unfortunately, we've had you shoved in it by shoving a title on you because we panicked when ESPN described you as Charlotte Flair, daughter of Ric Flair, a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And they, yep. had to sh- they had to sacrifice Asuka for that. Yeah. And like you say, her gimmick is I'm Ric Flair. Her music is a sped up version of Ric Flair's fucking music. Yeah. Everything about you says I'm daddy's little daughter for fuck's sake. I don't forget, her music is sped up with like just some sort of little drum beat in the background oh yes sorry oh, to modernize it yeah just oh, you come out in daddy's fucking robe yeah God's sake. yeah she even has she has a modified version of the figure four as her finish exactly you're not and you know you're not you're not you're not your dad's daughter are you no Pure garbage. Oh, for fuck's sake. And then Becky Lynch comes out. Yeah. And the crowd is fucking exhausted. Well, you'll be after sitting there for seven fucking hours. Well, this is it. Like, the crowd are on their feet for Becky, but there doesn't seem to be, like, a, a big... Like, not not a cheer like I expected. More less standing on ovation, more leaning on the chair in front of them. Sort yeah. Of ovation. Yeah, because they were 
utterly and absolutely fucked by this point. And unfortunately, this match doesn't really do enough to make you jump out of your seat, let's say. Well, I'm, I watched bits and bats of this match because I was drifting in and out of sleep at this point while trying to catch this up last night. Um, I saw bits and bats. Um, so I'm going to rely on you two to recall any spots in the match. Um, I know apparently that Ronda Rousey probably broke her hand on Becky Ron- Lynch's face or something stupid. Yeah, Ron- Ronda Rousey broke her hand because she's green as goose shit um, still. And in terms of sp- spots and stuff, Ronda Rousey took a few what I would describe as quite nasty bumps from from the ring to the outside including one where she kind of bounced off the, like, her hip hit the ring apron, and she kind of bounced off and landed on her head. Oof. Um, oh, yeah, so I saw that, that one. That looked fucking sore. So I, the one thing I will say about Ronda Rousey is she, she, she will take a bump, um, and she can sell like a rag doll pretty damn fucking well. Um, the one thing that stands out for me in this, I think you you called, called out on it, was... Uh, Becky Lynch pretty much constantly trying to go for the bully, disarm her. Yeah, it that that was one of my my main point about Becky's offense in this match. Really, Becky did almost nothing. She did a Bexploder off off the second, which was nice. Mm. Um, but other than that, her offense was literally her grabbing people's hands and trying to go for the disarmer. And it made her look bush league and stupid. It's like if you, it's like if you put a football player on and all he did was try and slide tackle people. He has the opportunity to make a to to to, to make a a normal tackle and he just dives in because mm. you know he's not smart enough to move. And yeah, it was it was unfortunate because. She was obviously the overwhelming favourite and was involved in a lot of what happened, but she just kept trying to do the same thing over and over again. Um, I can't really remember Rick... I, I nearly said Rick Flair. Charlotte Flair doing anything at all. Um, I can't remember any moves she took. I can't remember anything she tried. Did she get a figure eight at one point? Yeah, and she, she did got... fly where she landed on a knee, and then. Oh yes, yes, yeah, she did in Spanish fly. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah well, while was... Ronda was of course out of the ring. So this is all sketchy shit. Clearly, um... it was very disjointed. It was like they were moving from spot to spot. Do you know what I mean? Like there was no flow between these moves. It mm. was. Here's a move. Let's bundle over into the other corner and do the other move that we're supposed to do, and let's bundle over to this spot where we're supposed to be. You know, there was no. I don't know. It it felt like they either didn't want to be in the ring together or weren't on the same page, or you know, it just felt disjointed. It's the only yeah. word I can think of. Yeah, I mean, I caught the end. I remember the end. And um, I do you call it a fuck finish? Yes. I, yeah. 
considering they find a referee, or at least that's the report, I think, yeah, it was a botch. I'm reading conflicting stuff. Like, some, some sites are saying, yes, it was planned. And then other sites are saying, no, it wasn't. It was a botch finish. The referee's been fined. Um... Because the original, one bit I read, it was like the, it was meant to be uh, Becky getting a submission on Charlotte. And then yeah, this, that's what I read. This random roll-up out of nowhere, but then it's like, by the time it finished, it was like half past five anyway, so it's like, surely it can't go on for like another ten minutes or so whatever. Like. Yeah, it just, it, it's just, it would make sense that you wouldn't have, like, it seems strange for Ronda to take the loss in that manner. Yeah. And it seems strange to give Becky the win in that manner. That's keep, not a, that's not a win you can celebrate. It's, it keeps, in a way, I suppose it keeps Ronda strong because she didn't lose it legitimately. Well, if they say it's a bot, she didn't lose it legitimately. If they're saying that it was supposed to happen, it made her look like... Well, it made her look stupid. Like she, It was the, probably the slowest and most lumbering backslide I've ever seen. Or mm. crucifix thing, whatever you want to call it. Um, and... I don't know. I don't know how... It just didn't look right to me. You know, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to sit here and sound like, you know, and sound like I'm certain either way because I don't want to be certain either way. But just looking at it, it didn't look right. It doesn't feel right in terms of the booking. And like, how can you go home happy having Becky won by this by pure luck? Mm. You know, that should have been a dominating win for the man. You know what I mean? You know, she's just brought out a new a new t-shirt herself. Sell that fucker. Yeah. It was a thing, you know, for me, just very much... I was expecting it to possibly finish... A lot sooner than it was really like thinking they dragged they dragged it out for twenty one minutes. Like bloody hell! Right, you got the start bloody Ronda straight in with like the Piper's pits on, but then both. Oops! I lose my mic. <laughs> uh, um. Yeah, it's like just the whole stuff like um, Charlotte taking the, the the knee pad down, then doing the Spanish fly. And on her knee. Like, oh dear. <laughs> daft. Oh dear. Well, seeing as I was dropping off for this match, I'm not going to rate it. But what I did see didn't want to keep me awake, if that makes sense. It, this match, like, if. If I'd watched it by myself, I would have fallen asleep. Like... So, yeah, it wasn't good, clearly. But I'm not going to give it a rating. 
probably give it a two, maybe. There was some nice spots, but it just, I don't know, it just felt wrong. Uh, I'm not forgetting Ronda flipping over a table at one point, saying tables for bitches. Oh, oh yeah. yes. Clearly. Um. So, yeah, that was WrestleMania. <laughs> so, yeah, um, Becky gets the win in 21.30. Bah. Uh, sending the crowd home happy. Ish. Were they? <laughs> were they happy? No, they were fucked and went to bed. Yeah, exactly. No, they didn't. From what I was reading, they, they were having problems actually getting away from the arena because they had, like, one train or whatever that was running like once every half an hour Jesus. some some people weren't getting away from the actual uh, arena till like 3am fuck that hell. Uh-huh. fuck that yeah 10 hours you will have been there no thanks no no Oh my god! Yeah, no thanks. For, no thank you. So, what did we think of Mania overall? Jerry, Fireball, Mudflap. And I'll second that with a garbage, pure garbage. <laughs> I'm going to say this: <laughs> it was better than last year, but. That isn't saying a lot. WrestleMania last year was possibly one of the worst WrestleManias I have ever seen. This is in the top five worst that I've ever seen. There was nothing here to get me excited. There was nothing here that made me think, holy shit, this is great. There was no WrestleMania moment apart from possibly Kofi winning the belt. And Becky winning the belts. Mm. That was going to live long in the memory. It is a very forgettable WrestleMania. And I've seen a lot of podcasts and a lot of outlets giving their praise to this this, um, pay-per-view. Saying it was fantastic. One of the best WrestleManias ever. What I say is this, and I've said it before. You're on drugs. (laughs) I want those drugs because I want that positive outlook. Because there was no positive outlook from what I saw. I think for me, it's the problem is like you have WrestleMania weekend now, so every company that they can is booking venues nearby. As close as they can to the to where Mania is going to be. Yeah. So if you're not like, if you thought Mania was shit, you've got a whole myriad of options to go back and watch from the weekend. Whether it's Bloody Game Changer, whether it's Joe Janela, whether it's Ring of Honor, Impact, uh, any any indie company, WrestleCon, Bloody. Possibilities are endless. Yeah. If you want to take over, you'll enjoy it a lot more than this, and I've not even watched it yet. 
Yeah, and we know from what from what from what understanding takeover was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to watching that, but it will not be tonight. So, Bunkle, any thoughts to add? The only thing that keeps sticking out in my head, and it's it's partly caused by these last few WrestleManias that we've seen, and I don't think WrestleMania moments exist anymore. Mm. I don't. I I think that they die. They've died. They've died out. The, 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 there is nothing that I don't. I, I, I don't think that the WWE can actually do anything now on a WrestleMania show that will make me. I like that will make me feel that kind of emotion. Mm. Mm. I don't think it. I, and whether it's because I'm old now, or whether it's because. I don't know. I, I, I've not liked any of the recent WrestleManias. I think there had to be an emotional investment. Yeah. It hasn't been. Yeah, but there's been nothing to feel emotionally invested in. Like, they say, oh, well, Kofi's been here 11 years, blah, blah, blah. But I, I've, I've hated Kofi for 11 years. That's the thing. He's been here for 11 years, but he's been bang average for at least half of that. Yeah. Why does that that doesn't make me want to cheer him? Like mm. Becky Lynch winning the title, yeah, it's great. I I know she's held the title before. Um, you know what I mean? What, yeah. It's just yeah, right, great. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't even say it's a middling pay per view because it's not. It's. WrestleMania wise, it's piss poor. Absolutely piss poor. Things don't happen at WrestleMania like they used to. No. WrestleMania used to matter. WrestleMania is now just another pay per view in the long cycle that is the WWE network. And it's subservient to the fucking Saudi Arabia shows now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's quite clear as well. Um, especially after what happened last night with Elias. Yes. On Monday night, sorry, with The Undertaker attacking Elias. Yeah. Yeah. And they're not... now saving his appearances for Saudi shows. Yeah. But, so hey, it's where the money is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was WrestleMania. A bit of a fucking damp squib. <laughs> it's just like the streak though, to be fair. It's like Oh, that was a bit of a a shit ending, wasn't it? It's like yeah. what happened. <laughs> yeah, it happened. But well, tell you what, it's not a shit ending. We have the results from the predictions contest. Go on. Now, I'm not going to add the extra two points on. I'm going to mark it as I have, because it doesn't really change the predictions, like positions. But it also means that Bunkle isn't as far behind. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, as you know, if you listen to the predictions podcast that we did, we all put our predictions into the thing. Uh, we also added to that to that list the predictions for Hawkins and Ryder versus the Revival, and there was another match, wasn't there? The SmackDown Fatal Four Way Tag. There you go. So that as well. Plus, we put our predictions down for 
do we think Cena is going to appear and do we think Undertaker was going to appear? And that was a straight yes or no answer. Uh, most everyone got Cena right and a few of us got um, Undertaker not appearing. I think it was me and Lewis. So, um, yeah, so here we go. So we'll go in reverse order. I think the spoiler, we know who's last. James Bunkle with 10 points out of a possible 37. Holding you fuckers up as per usual. <laughs> in equal fourth place, we have Alan Morrison and Adam Cox on 12 points. Yeah, baby. Yeah, in third place is myself with 15 points. In second place, we have Lewis Ogden with 18 points. And in first place, the newbie, not Daz, Anthony Dark, on 19 points. Bastard. So well done, not Daz. You win. Something to be determined at a later date. I need something to pop. It's six quid. Well, it's technically a five because he, when we when we all put any of that, I haven't got a pound. Oh, there you go. There you so go. You won all of a fiver. You've won a fiver, Lewis. Well done. No, not Daz. Not Daz. Oh yeah, not Daz. Sorry. Yes, not Daz. You've won a fiver. Congratulations. I'll play claim in the Christmas podcast. Absolutely, that's two pints, motherfucker. Where's your, sta- where's your discount card? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's been a pleasure. Mm. All right, um, plugs. Go on, Bunkle. As usual, if you've enjoyed hearing my voice as much as I enjoy hearing my own voice, you can find me on the Gunpowder Treason No Plot Podcast. <laughs> you can follow them on Twitter at Treason No, and they are available on all good podcast providers. And maybe one day, if you fancy meeting me, I'll be in the Red Scar Cafe on Red Scar Business Estate in Preston, Lancashire, the UK, Europe for now, the world. <laughs> Appearance not guaranteed. <laughs> oh dear. I was supposed to give myself some plugs. I know you can also find me on the UK RAD podcast. Even though we've not done one for a while, but one is in, in the working. Um, you can find us on Twitter at UK RAD podcast. We're on Facebook, which isn't updated very often, but that needs to change. You can find us in the usual places where you can find podcasts such as Stitcher, Podbean, Spreaker, Podcoin. And most of the good places like iTunes as well. Um, you can also find my alter ego Steve at Steve GTNP, who is had a well, he's had a bit of an interesting week this week. It's been fairly quiet, but he's he's had his hands full. So, yeah, listen to the show and find out why. <laughs> And of course, you can find us on uh, Facebook, <coughs> Wrestling, uh, Twitter at LAOW Podcast. And you can find us on all good podcast places iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, Podcoin, or the like. 
And of course, you can find our main pod, the Lost Art of Podcasting, on Facebook, Lost Art of Podcasting, Twitter at Lost Art Podcast. Uncle, I got it right this week. I'm not listening yet. Well, there you go. Uh, Instagram, Lost Art of Podcasting, and of course, you can find us on all good podcast places. So, uh, for the Lost Art of Wrestling, I've been Coxie. I've been Billy the Boy Bunkle. And I've been the, the guy. And this is the podcast where we ask, Who better than Canyon? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>